Hello and welcome to From the Rooker Inn, brought to you by The Athletic. It's Saturday. Well, it is when we put this podcast out. And for the third weekend in a row, we're going to try and make it sound like Saturday should sound like with football, even though there isn't any football. Colin has been doing a fantastic job with these improvisations that he does on his own in a room. Again, he's not mad. But today is Watford against Norwich. Just saying what happened, John, with the commentaries for Southampton at home and Chelsea away. Well... Listen to the beginning of Colin's live coverage, but not really live, uh, of the game, and uh, you'll hear what happened. I think there was something to do with the, 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 the commentary rights. Uh, FTRA FM didn't have the commentary rights for both those games, but it's back with the Norwich game. We've tried to catch up. So the Norwich game, this commentary is going out the day when Watford should have been playing Norwich. What will happen? Two teams that haven't had a great season down at the bottom, even with the recent wins that Watford have had. They're not in the relegation zone, but they're, they're certainly not out of the relegation battle. And we'll see what happens this afternoon. Even with these commentaries, we're assuming you still haven't got enough football in your life. And do remember, you can head over to theathletic.com forward slash rookery end, where you can get a 90-day free trial for the Athletic website and app where you can get to really get to know what it's all about and the coverage that they do uh, and before you have to sign up and start paying for it. There's a couple of great articles uh, on there this week for, for Watford fans. Firstly, Adam Leventhal uh, caught up with Nathan Ellington, yes, the Duke, uh, to find out more about him. There's great stuff from Adam Crafton, uh, who talks about football remodelled, why transfer scouting and coaching are drenched in data. That, that's the, the sort of depth they like to get to and find out more about but of course it is at the moment when it should have been the player of the season Uh, and uh, this weekend they are doing a special player of the season awards as voted by all the staff at The Athletic Uh, so keep an eye out for that on theathletic.com and of course sign up at theathletic.com forward slash rookery end so off the Vicarage Road but what has happened for Watford in the last two games against Southampton and Chelsea. We're back at Vicarage Road today for Watford versus Norwich City, but it's been quite a few weeks for the Hornets. Up first was Southampton at home. And here comes Saar over the halfway line. He's got the ball. He's, uh, he's got the beating of the fullback there and he's gone past and skipped past him. And he's, he's heading in towards the box and there's a foul on him and surely that's a penalty. There's contact there. He, he's appealing for a penalty. The uh, uh, the referee is waving that away, he's waving it away, but surely they're going to refer that to VAR. That looked like contact to me, that looked like a penalty. Just waiting to hear on the VAR decision and it is no penalty, they've checked it, it's no penalty. But from where I was sitting up here at the top of the Grand Taylor stand, it looked clearly like there was contact there. I think that's a mistake. I think Watford should have had a penalty there, but it's been waved away and VAR has decided that there was no offence and there is no penalty to Watford. And Troy Dini is running up to the referee there and he is absolutely incensed about the decision. He cannot believe that's not a penalty. Saar is so quick, any kind of contact he'll go down, but he's waving away, but he hasn't booked Saar, so it's not a dive, it's just not a penalty. 22 minutes into the game and it's Watford FC uh, nil and Southampton nil and here comes Will Prowse just over the halfway line and he chips the ball over the top there and longs onto it in a flash and he's one-on-one with the Foster and Foster comes out and he's, oh, he's put it between his legs, it's a goal, it's a goal to Southampton, it's against the run of play but Southampton have taken the lead and that is 1-0 to Southampton. Will Prowse on the ball again, looking good for Southampton now, piling the pressure onto Watford and here comes Kapu comes across there and he takes him out there, that's a, that's a poor tackle from Kapu, one of his... Uh, telescopic legs there, he came in uh, very low, no studs showing, I think that'll just be a yellow card and uh, here comes the referee and uh, John Moss there and he takes the yellow card out of his back pocket and uh, uh, and he shows it to Kapu and uh, yeah that's a, that's a yellow card for Kapu. 
We're 54 minutes into the game now and it's uh, Southampton on the attack once again as Will Prowse passes up to Buffal and Buffal gets it out wide to Huiberg. He's taken up a, a wide position there and he knocks across and Danny Ings gets on the header and it's 2-0, 2-0 to Southampton. He, he rose above Cathcart there and he got his head on it and he is in fine form at the moment, Danny Ings. And Foster had no chance, he just glanced it across the goal and in at the far post and that is 2-0 to Southampton again. Terrible blow to Watford's hopes of getting back into this game and uh, Watford nil, Southampton 2. Here come Watford again now. Kapu on the ball and uh, Kapu knocks it out to Decore and Decore into Saar there and Saar is trying to get at the fullback there and he's level with the penalty area and he's looking to get a cross in and uh, he knocks it back to Decore and Decore just crosses it quickly and Dini hits it. Oh no, 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 it's come off the bar. It, it was easy to score. Dini should have scored there. He just, uh, he got, he was in uh, completely clear on the penalty spot and he headed the ball into an open goal but it came off back off the crossbar and that is not a goal and that's gone up in the air and uh, that's been kicked away for a Watford throw in but really Dini, it was easier for him to score there and the form he's been in he should have got that and it is still Watford nil Southampton 2 and it's 62 minutes into the game 84 minutes into the game now and uh, Southampton still leading by two goals to nil away from home here at Vicarage Road the home of the Hornets and uh, here comes Warprowse again he's really been the man of the match for me today he's dictated play throughout that uh, the whole game there in midfield and he's, he's running onto the ball and he knocks it out to Hoiberg but he gets it straight back and he's into the box and there's Kapoor and he lays out a leg and oh my word that looks like a penalty to me and yes John Moss has put the whistle to his mouth he's pointed to the spot and and it looks like Kapoor's going to get a second yellow for that yeah, yes he is he's giving him the second yellow and there it is and, uh, and the red comes out Dini's come across there to to give John Moss a piece of his mind, but it was definitely a penalty. There's no question about it. And he's now from 12 yards. He's counting and he hits it. Oh, and it's a, a fantastic penalty into the top left-hand corner. Hits it with real power, and Foster goes the wrong way, and that is 3-0 to Southampton. Watford nil, Southampton three. If this disaster was to be overcome, then a top performance was needed by the Hornets at Stamford Bridge the following Saturday. Chalabar passes it to Hughes and uh, Hughes goes on a run and he jinks past him but, oh, but he's gone down, he's gone down, he's holding his right hamstring he looks to me and he's, uh, he's had problems with his hamstrings in the past and yes he's, he's, he's waving over to the bench, I think this, uh, his game is done, that, that, that is a bad one, he's immediately Tom Deli Bashiru, he'll be very very proud to get a chance to play here at Stamford Bridge but uh, it's a bit of a blow again for Watford, things not quite going their way in the last couple of weeks and Hughes has gone off and Tom Deli Bashiru has come on in his place. Pulisic takes on Tom Deli Bashiru and beats him and here comes Messina to try and uh, halt his progress but uh, he manages to, to fight off, uh, off uh, the attentions of Messina there and he has got the cross in and there is uh, Abrahams with a header of Foster, what a save from Foster, he tips it over the bar, it looked for all the world as if that was going to be 1-0 Chelsea but Foster got across, he read it well and he got his right hand up to it and he's pushed it over the bar and he's kept his team in the game, that was a fantastic save from Foster. Barkley knocks it across to Pulisic, Pulisic tees it up onto his right foot and he hits it, and what a shot, and oh my word a save, he's tipped it round the bar again, Foster there uh, on his left hand post and he's managed to get across and what an extraordinary save again, the whole of the, uh, of the, of the Harding stand there uh, rose because they were assuming that was going in, that looked like a goal from the moment he hit it but Foster got across with his left hand and once again Foster is proving to be uh, Watford's main man here at Stamford Bridge and he has saved, made two fantastic saves here in this first half, this one on the 43rd minute uh, with just a couple of minutes to go to half time and uh, Watford will be having to hang on and keep it at nil-nil until half time and uh, that was a world-class save from Ben Foster in the Watford goal and definitely kept his team in it. 
second half with Gorey has his back to the Chelsea goal and uh, he plays it to uh, Bashir and Bashir knocks it out to Danny Welbeck and that's a good ball to Welbeck and he's uh, he's challenging there looking to get beyond the fullback but he cuts back inside and he knocks the ball into Bashir just on the edge of the area Bashir snaps up with the right foot what an oh whoa just wide of the post again a little bit of bend on it looked like it was going to creep inside the post there but it just it just crept past the post I don't think Kepa would have got across to that one that was uh, goal bound as far as we can see and the, the Watford fans are holding their heads in their hands as is Bashir 78th minute now with Decore on the ball and he knocks it out to Welbeck Welbeck plays it back into Decore and Decore is looking to get Saar on the ball Saar's been quite quiet in this second half but he gets the ball to Saar and Saar is now uh, looking to get past uh, uh, Alonso there and he does get past him and he's got to the byline and he crosses the ball and there's Welbeck and he heads it oh and it's off the post and uh, it's rebounded out and uh, it's been cleared by the Chelsea defenders there but that was a, a great chance for Watford Welbeck very much like the goal he, he scored against Burnley uh, probably Watford's best chance of the game but still it is Chelsea nil Watford nil 84 minutes gone in this exciting encounter between Chelsea and Watford still nil nil Watford be hoping to hang on now it's uh, eight or nine minutes now to, to the final whistle and uh, Watford are doing well there they're keeping their shape and they're concentrating Deli Bashiru has played extremely well since he came on after 20 minutes for the injured Hughes who was in the squad to replace Kapu uh, who has is serving a one-match ban but Watford looking good with this young midfield and uh, hoping to hold on here just a couple of minutes of normal time, and here comes Hudson Adoy. And Hudson Adoy is doing the overlap there, and uh, and Pulisic finds him perfectly. And uh, Adoy's uh, got popped behind Messina there, and he puts the cross in. And there's Tammy Abraham. That's one 0 Chelsea has scored in the 88th minute, and that is a blow to Watford. But it's a great header from Tammy Abraham. Chelsea's ambition suddenly sparked back into life after quite a quiet period with a lot of Watford pressure, and uh, and now they're one up with just a couple of minutes to go. Well, that's two defeats in a row. The Hornets sit on 31 points with five games left. Let's see how the Golden Boys can do against the Canaries this afternoon in what surely is a must-win game for both teams. And welcome to Vicarage Road on the 18th of April this afternoon for the Premier League match between Watford and Norwich City. My name is Colin Mace. Welcome to FTRE FM Radio. I hope you're listening on your uh, your DAB radio or perhaps you've decided to download the FTRE FM radio app which you can get from all your app providers. Very easy to use on the go and uh, very, very versatile and good quality and you can listen to our commentaries wherever you are. Alongside me today uh, for his uh, first appearance on FTRE FM Radio is the very well-known Liverpool player and uh, Republic of Ireland international Sean O'Grady. Sean O'Grady, welcome to the show. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you so much. Um, really glad to be here today with you, Colin. I'm, I'm a big fan of FTRE FM Radio and uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. Yes, it's, a, it's certainly a very, very big game for both teams, in fact, um, just uh, only have to look at the current league standings to see that uh, it's getting so tight down there. Only three points are separating um, the bottom club, currently Aston Villa, from Watford, who are currently in 15th. Aston Villa on 28 points at the bottom there and Watford in 15th on 31. Norwich also on 28 points. So this is um, this is an absolutely massive six-pointer as uh, as the saying goes. Sean, what are you particularly looking forward to? Well, I think um, I really like this Watford side and I can't really understand why they're in so much trouble. I know they had such a difficult start to the season under Javi Grazian and then they brought back Kike and that didn't really work out for them. And uh, 
But uh, now they've got Nigel Pearson and he's really put a fire under them and uh, they're doing pretty well. He's, they, he joined, they were kind of on something like 16 points or 9 points from 16 games or something like that. Now they're on 31 points. So they've, they've done well under him. But uh, they've got to keep it going to the end of the season because relegation would be a disaster for either of these clubs. Yes, I totally agree about that. And uh, also, um, looking at Norwich, uh, they've done OK. They've been pretty consistent. If they do go down as the bottom club in 20th position, they'll certainly be one of the best teams we've seen go down. And it'll probably be the highest number of points that a team at the bottom of the league um, will have gone down with. You're absolutely right there, Colin. I've watched Norwich a lot. And you know, we, we know about their heroic... Uh, game against Manchester City which they won and uh, but then you know it's the consistency isn't it it's about keeping it the levels up and making sure that uh, you don't uh, drop your levels and then um, they've been unlucky at times uh, in some games with decisions possibly and just you know last minute goals the last minute equalizers stuff like that but it's very very difficult and uh, and they didn't spend any money no that that is true and unlike Aston Villa who spent a great deal of money and um, are currently in the same position as Norwich in fact just below them on goal difference we'll go through that league table in a little bit more detail in a moment so I um, just wanted to uh, let you know about uh, Sean O'Brady, some of the things that um, you may not know about him. He, uh, he played for Liverpool between 1989 and 2004 and has won, uh, well, won um, Liverpool's last league title. And uh, I bet you're very excited um, about the current Liverpool side looking to, um, to win the title for the first time in 30 years. I am. I am. My whole family uh, are massive Liverpool fans. In fact, um, uh, my dad uh, was born in Ireland and um, played for Shamrock Rovers uh, for a couple of seasons. Well, actually, four or five seasons. He was a, he thought of himself as a bit of a pushkas. He told me, but actually, I think he was just a, a very average box-to-box player. Sorry, Dad, <laughs> but he was very keen for me to to play for Liverpool. And um, he moved over uh, to England before I was born. Met my mother, and um, yeah, set up home in Liverpool. I was born, and uh, it was all football in our house, and it was all Liverpool. And um, when I joined Liverpool, I was. Uh, I was just, um, I was about 12 years old. I joined uh, the youth side there and uh, just uh, caught the end of the Bob Paisley here. I met him uh, when I signed uh, my forms. And uh, and then uh, in 87, I went over to Ireland to play for Shamrock Rovers. My dad was dead chuffed about that, played for two seasons and then came back and, and broke into that team, the 89 team. Um, and uh, yeah, being managed by the, the great legend Kenny Dalglish, we won the title that year, and um, yeah, I went on to win a few cups, and uh, but that was the only title I got. And um, fantastic playing career. Also, uh, we'd like to, I'd love to ask you about what happened in 2002 in Japan when you were playing for the Republic. I believe you were present at the meeting where Roy Keane. Um, well, what can we say? Had a difference of opinion with Mick McCarthy. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, it was a little bit more. Um, well, it was a, it was a bit more outspoken than just a, a, a disagreement. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's something that uh, I laugh about now, but at the time it was an absolute disaster. Roy Leaving just left the sign dry. Really, he was our best player by miles, and he was our leader, and he just had enough. And it, it wasn't really Mick's fault. It was more to do with uh, well, all sorts of things, which you know, it's a long, long story, and it's quite a long time ago now. But um, yeah, it was uh, played in, in three World Cups. Um, in 1990 under Jack um, I was very young then I was just uh, I was just 19 and um, just on the fringes of the squad but I played in one of the games and uh, and then in the 1994 
uh, World Cup we got to the last 16 that was really the highlight of my international career and then in 2002 as you say uh, in Saipan the Saipan incident as it's known I believe uh, Roy and Mick went head to head in a in a team meeting and, and that was really the end of our hopes I'd love to hear um, more of the detail behind that story uh, at a later date but a fantastic career you won the FA Cup twice you won the UEFA Cup uh, you won the League Cup three times and as I have said you you won um, you won the league in 89-90 when you were really quite a young man just breaking into the side. You played under Dalglish and Souness, uh, Roy Evans and Julier. And in fact, you retired at the end of the, the Julier administration. Yeah, I just felt, um, you know, I was well, I was 33 and uh, I just felt that I, I couldn't really maintain my levels and I didn't really want to go down the leagues. And I, I'd earned decent money at Liverpool and uh, when Gerard left, and I absolutely loved Gerard, he was a total, like a second father figure to me. Brilliant, brilliant man, tactician, motivator, man, manager. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, we'd won this uh, League Cup in the, in the previous season. We'd, we'd had that incredible final in 2001 in the UEFA Cup and uh, I just thought it was the right time. And uh, I, I then they had the energy to sort of, go with with a new manager happens to be Rafa Benitez probably made a mistake there because he's one of the best but uh, yeah great career thank you for for going through it for me uh, just uh, it's bringing down a lot of memories well it's absolutely my pleasure and it's great to have you here today on FTREFM radio for the game between uh, Watford here at Vicarage Road uh, against Norwich the Canaries and um, we're just going to move on now to the lineups um, excuse me for the sound of rustlings of paper but um, we're going to take the home team first Sean and uh, very very settled at the back there fostering goal Kiko Femenia at right back uh, Cathcart and Cabaselli back together again uh, as the centre backs and Adam Messina back in the side at left back now in front of them uh, there has been a couple of changes. Obviously, Kapu is back from his one-match ban that he picked up in the home game against Southampton, where Watford lost 3-0. Kapu picked up a second yellow booking towards the end of the game when the penalty was uh, given away um, that Ings took and scored and made it 3-0. And so he's back in the side, and I think that's probably the right thing, being one of the, uh, their best performers uh, since Nigel Pearson has arrived. Absolutely. Um, Etienne Capu is just one of my favourite players to watch. He's just, he's so languid and uh, he's got a great style about him, hasn't he? And uh, But he, he's also got a bit of toughness. He can, you know, he can put a foot in and uh, I like that about him. He's, he, uh, he's the sort of player you want, one on your side and uh, good to see him back. And alongside him, uh, we were expecting to see Nathaniel Chalabar. Obviously, Will Hughes uh, had to go off um, in, uh, in the game against Chelsea because of a hamstring injury which looks very likely to be keeping him out for the rest of the season and uh, we're expecting Chalabar who, uh, who played in that game to come back and play alongside Kapu as he has done many times uh, this season but unfortunately he seems to have um, we're hearing he's picked up a knock in the warm-up just on the ankle and I think for precaution's sake um, as Watford are getting a bit thin now with Hughes out and obviously Gerard De La Feo out he needs to protect Chalabar and just be careful. So he's dropped down to the bench and into the team has come Tom Deli Bashiru, who came on, as I say, in the last game against Chelsea. Impressed, I think, uh, in a very narrow 1-0 defeat for Watford. Very unlucky not to hold on to nil all and get a point there. But um, what's your view on this, this young man? I haven't seen a lot of him, to be honest with you, Colin, but um, I do know that he's very highly rated at Man City and they were very, very disappointed when he left to go down to Watford. And uh, so, yeah, um, 
I mean, I'm excited to see him. It's always good to see a young player coming through, isn't it? Especially in central midfield, where so much is uh, demanded. Only need presence and uh, concentration, and, and you need a bit about you. And I think this lad's probably got it. And he's got Kapoor alongside him, very, very experienced uh, player. So, yeah, hopefully he'll do a good job. Uh, ahead of them, obviously, is Decore in the number ten role, his favourite role, I think. But certainly, Pearson's favourite role for Decore and. Um, out there on the right wing, the coming man, Ismail Assar, and on the left, Danny Welbeck retains his place there on the left side of the attacking four, if you like, with Troy Deeney, the captain of the club, up front with a number nine on his back. On the bench is Gomez uh, for Watford with Dawson there, and uh, there's an interesting little stat about Dawson, which I shall try and bring into uh, my commentary a bit later. Holobas on the bench, again, sure he won't be happy to be on the bench, but... Uh, much rather be playing, but it seems that Pearson uh, prefers Messina. Then also on the bench, Chalabar, as I mentioned, just drops down. I guess they could risk him if uh, they need to get into an emergency situation. Alongside him there on the benches, Domingos Quina, the young man from Portugal, and Passetto, the Italian who likes to play out wide and is there really as cover for Saar and Welbeck. And then also Andre Gray, uh, a striker. A proper fast-paced, uh, good player, wholehearted, but um, Watford fans are a bit disappointed, I think, in the amount of production or, or productivity that they've, if you like, uh, that, we've, that Watford have got out of him this season, which has been quite limited. It's now uh, 10 to 3, we've got another 10 minutes before kickoff, and we're just going to have another look at the Norwich side now uh, Cruel in goal with Lewis at left back Hanley the captain and a stern figure there at centre back with Godfrey alongside him and Aaron's a very very good young right back there Tetty and McLean in front of them matching Watford up with a 4-2-3-1 out there on the left is Cantwell on the right is Buendia and in the middle Duda and up front on his own uh, the Icelander Puki. on the bench for them Zimmerman uh, Rupp Vranic Steeperman, Drimich, McGovern and Ide. So that makes up the, uh, the Norwich side. And uh, we heard in the pre-game uh, warm-ups from both managers, Daniel Fark uh, very much hoping to uh, get a win today and uh, really put pressure on the other teams. And uh, obviously Nigel Pearson feeling like having lost two games in a row, this is an absolute must-win. It is a must-win really for both teams, isn't it, Sean? I think it really is. You know... <sighs> We're getting to the end of the end of the season now. Five games to go for Watford, and um, it is going to be very, very difficult if you don't win this game, because this will be a game um, that uh, you have earmarked for three points, particularly Watford at home. But uh, the Southampton game really rocked their confidence, I think, and um, we'll have to wait and see exactly uh, exactly what happens. But uh, it's it's a good lineup. They match up pretty well. Uh, Norwich on their day can beat anyone Watford on their day can beat anyone we've seen that because they beat Liverpool the only team to do so this season so uh, yeah very excited um, looking forward to it so uh, I'm just sitting up here at the top of the uh, Sir Elton John stand looking down over the pitch which is absolutely uh, resplendent opposite me is the Graham Taylor stand to my left is the Rookery which is really the home end now and on the right you can see the Vicarage Road end and um, that's been split. There's the family stand on the far side there and the away fans are on our side of the Vicarage Road stand. It's a lovely stadium, isn't it, Sean? Uh, it's been redeveloped a lot over the past few years, but it still maintains that kind of tight atmosphere with fans very close to the pitch. Yeah, you know, I remember coming here back in the day and, uh, yeah, you, they, I mean, I remember coming... Um, 
uh, as a kid with with my dad and uh, seeing this smart sort of semi-circular terrace at the Vicarage Road and absolutely even and then there was sort of a collection of huts everywhere else and it was a it was a funny old ground but um but now it, it looks like a Premier League ground doesn't it but it, you're right it still has that kind of old-fashioned tightness uh, the rookery end can when it gets going can make a lot of noise I don't know how many people are in there about six seven thousand or so and uh, and looking across at the Graham Taylor stand I have to say that um I think that's a great tribute to the man who very sadly passed away and uh, I know he means an awful lot to the fans of this club and uh, it's a great tribute to him to have that stand named after him. He was a great man, he built this club up uh, from a lower tier team into a, into a top flight team. I remember it well, back in 82-83 I was uh, 11, 12 years old and uh, saw Watford come through and end up just behind my team Liverpool at the end of the season so um, it's great to be here and and and, uh, and to see that stand with Graham Taylor's name on it that's a fitting tribute to uh, the best manager this this uh, this club's ever had in fact he's a sort of architect of the club really yeah those are those are fine words and thank you uh, Sean I'm sure Watford fans will appreciate them as they as they listen to this build up here now just uh, coming up to five minutes before kickoff, so I'm going to throw it back uh, to the studio for um, some updates from other grounds, but uh, we'll be back in time uh, for the players' entrance and for kickoff. Very much looking forward to it. Welcome back to Vicarage Road for the game between Watford and Norwich City today. Uh, here we are here on FTR FM Radio. Very glad to have you with us today. And alongside me is Sean O'Brady, well-known player uh, from the 90s and early 2000s, played for Liverpool and for the Republic of Ireland. Great to have you with me, Sean. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course, it's great to be here today and I'm uh, really excited for this, this match. Players are just uh, coming out onto the pitch now. You can hear the, uh, the theme tune from the 1960s television series Z cars, uh, Dini is uh, leading the team there for Watford and uh, Hanley is uh, leading the team for Norwich City. The two captains with their chests uh, puffed up and pushed out and this is uh, an absolutely massive game for both clubs as we know. Both teams in this, uh, in this terrible struggle against uh, relegation, Watford on 31 points in 15th but uh, Norwich on 28 points, just 3 points behind in 19th so in for them should probably or would uh, lift them from the relegation zone and plunge Watford into greater trouble, particularly after their, their two defeats. They're just lining up now and shaking hands with the opposition. Today we have John Moss, uh, is the referee in the centre. He will be looking after the game. He's a well-known disciplinarian, so the team's uh, players will have to be on their best behaviour. It's uh, that time of the season, isn't it, Sean, when sometimes players' discipline can... Uh, can can uh, get lost in uh, in the melee of the fight against relegation. Oh yeah, can I've seen that many many times. You know, players are so determined to win. Very very competitive, professional elite sportsmen want to win everything that they do, whether it's tiddly rinks at home against the kids or playing tennis against the wife or out here today in this um, in this great arena at Vicarage Road against uh, you know another Premier League side fighting relegation. Both teams the same, so they will have to be careful. Discipline's very very important at a time like this. Exactly well said, Sean. And uh, it looks like Watford are going to be kicking off. They'll be kicking uh, from left to right as we look at it. They'll be kicking towards the Vicarage Road end and Norwich will be defending that goal in front of their fans. And uh, then in the second half, that will mean Watford will be kicking towards the Rookery, which is their favoured way to play the two halves. So it's Watford to kick off and uh, 
Deanie's uh, standing there waiting for the whistle and uh, John Moss blows the whistle and Deanie knocks it back to Kapoo. And uh, Kapoo just uh, holds onto it for a second, uh, normally looking up to knock it uh, wide, but he doesn't this time. He just knocks it back to Cathcart and Cathcart just rolls the ball back to Foster and uh, Pookie's coming, running through the midfield there, trying to put some pressure on Foster. Doesn't want Foster to have it his own way and uh, Foster just plays the ball out to Messina very easily and Messina brings the ball forward. He plays it into Tom Deli-Bashiru. Uh, he gets his first touch in this game and that will settle his nerves. Right, well, it's always difficult when you make your debut at home and the fans are watching here and you're a young lad and you, you want to make a good impression so getting the first touch early is, uh, is always good. And Bashiru just knocks it sideways to Kapoor and so far, Norwich happy just to sit and let Watford have it in their own half in these uh, early exchanges. Uh, Kapoor knocks uh, a wide ball with his right foot out to Welbeck, who is just on the halfway line there, and just, just ahead uh, into the Norwich half and picks the ball up nicely. And uh, Aarons comes out to meet him there and puts some pressure on Welbeck. But Welbeck just turns and uh, very comfortably uses his body to protect the ball and plays it back to uh, Decore, slightly on a diagonal there, who plays it down to Kapoor. And, Kapoor puts his foot on it and uh, Kapoor back in the side after his uh, one-match suspension uh, due to being sent off against Southampton here two weeks ago. Two yellow cards. He missed the game at Chelsea, which Watford also lost. And uh, Kapoor, um, very happy just to, to sit with the ball. He actually plays it out with his right foot to uh, Kiko Femenia, uh, who plays it forward to Saar. Saar just on the halfway line, looks to turn on the half turn. He plays it into Dini. Dini with his back to goal, just uh, on the edge of the circle there in the Norwich half, and uh, plays it back to Saar. And Saar looking to get down and get at Lewis. McLean comes across from the central part of midfield to help him out, but uh, everyone knows the danger that Saar can pose, and Saar there bringing the ball forward, and he's looking to, uh, and he's uh, tried to cross the ball, or maybe just played it against Lewis on purpose to get a throw in and that's exactly what's happened and Watford have a throw in it's uh, it's just about two minutes two and a half minutes into the game and the score is Watford nil and Norwich nil uh, early exchanges going well for Watford yeah they're very very calm on the ball aren't they uh, Colin and um, they've got hold of it quite early and uh, yeah, it's not too frenetic at the moment I'm, I'm sure that the intensity will, will rise as the game continues but uh, yeah no good from Watford they've got uh, some control of that midfield so far and uh, Norris haven't really shown anything at the moment uh, coming out when the ball gets into their half just to, to press Watford a little bit and put them under pressure but uh, throwing for Watford um, about halfway between the halfway line and uh, the Norwich penalty area there in, in front of the Ripley that's right the Ripley end is uh, singing there and you can hear them fairly lusty uh, certainly be looking for Watford to bounce back from the two defeats and uh, get the three points today and we'll see if they'll be able to do that um, they've certainly got the players that can threaten with Welbeck and Saar out wide Decore behind Dini and even Kapu and Bashir who've got goals in them we know that but they'll also be very concerned about Puki, who is in fine form at the moment. And here comes uh, Femenia with the throw-in, and he throws it into Dini, who's sandwiched between Hanley and Godfrey, as, as is his wont. And he actually gets his head on it, does well there. Knocks it down to Decorey, who plays it out wide to Welbeck. This is very good from Watford, and Watford are coming now, coming strong. Welbeck onto Aarons. He's uh, using his body there to protect the ball, but he's, he's trying to get past it. He just nicks it past Aarons and goes by him, and Aarons leap. Oh, he pulls out an arm there, and he grabs hold of Welbeck, but the, John Moss says play on, and Welbeck's at the uh, at the byline. Deeney's screaming for it in the middle, and the ball comes across from Welbeck. It's a great cross there, and there's Deeney. He rises and he headed, but it's a it's a fairly tame effort from Deeney there, and it just goes into Crawl, uh, catches it quite easily. But a, a good move there from Watford, Sean. 
Yeah, they're showing their ambitions of getting it down down the wings, and uh, they've got Saar on one side, who's very, very quick, and we know that. And then on the other side, we've got a very experienced player in Welbeck, and they did well there against Adams. Adams will have his hands full, I suspect, all, the, all day. He's, he's, he's a good young lad, and he's also very, very quick, but uh, he got the cross in there, and that's the most important thing. Welbeck can hit a decent cross uh, on his day, and uh, Dingy got there between Hanley and Godfrey, which they won't be happy about, and he got his head on it, but it was, as you say, quite a team effort, and it just dropped into Cruel's hands. We've been playing now for getting on for five minutes, and um, Cruz is bouncing the ball and they're, they're taking up this, uh, this very modern formation, aren't they? Inside their own box, uh, Lewis and uh, Aaron's are inside the Norwich penalty area, waiting to see if the ball will be rolled out to them. Hanley and Godfrey just on the edge of the box, waiting uh, also to see if they can receive the ball. But interestingly, here, uh, Dini is now also just there on the D, trying to press, and uh, and uh, Saar and Welbeck have come right the way forward to stop that ball being played short they they don't want Norwich to have to hold on they 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 to hold on to possession they want Cruel to kick it long you know they feel they can be strong up there with Cathcart and Cavaselli and Capu so uh, that's exactly what Cruel does and he kicks it long and the ball uh, goes all the way up to where Puki is standing uh, alongside Cathcart but Cathcart wins that quite easily knocks it down to Femenia right back there just uh, on the edge of the Watford area and he plays it forward to Capoue very quickly and receives the ball back from Femenia as he advances down the pitch looking for Saar this combination between Femenia and Saar is really starting to uh, pay dividends for Watford I know they, they have lost their last two games but they both played very well against Chelsea and uh, he actually finds Saar there just inside the Norwich half and um, Cantwell comes over he's tracked him back and uh, it's the first time we've seen Cantwell really uh, get involved in the action and he's uh, putting some pressure on Saar and he actually kicks the ball out uh, for another Watford throw I and mean, it's all Watford at the moment Sean yeah it is um, they've really got hold of, the, uh, hold of the game at the moment and um, they seem to be very very comfortable on the ball and uh, they, they, they're very well organised that's the thing I, I noticed about Watford and uh, it was uh, it was hard to see that game against Southampton they sort of uh, just kept conceding goals at, at wrong times that can't happen but they played very well against Chelsea and were unlucky to lose that game and uh, Here's another throw-in. Femenia comes up to uh, just inside the Norwich half there, and about four or five yards inside the Norwich half, and he, he throws the ball actually back to Cathcart inside the Watford half, and uh, Cathcart passes it across to Cavaselli, and Cavaselli passes it to Messina. We've had now nearly seven minutes of play, and uh, it is Watford nil and Norwich City nil. Messina bringing the ball forward, Welbeck comes short to receive it and uh, it's all Watford at the moment, they must have had about 80% of possession in these first few minutes and, uh, and there's uh, Wendy is coming up, uh, very good creative player but he's trying to put a little bit of pressure on Welbeck, Welbeck turns and plays it back to Cavaselli and Cavaselli just knocks it, plays it back to Foster and Foster looks up and uh, just kicks the ball a couple of feet in front of him and waiting to see if Norwich will come out but uh, Norwich are sitting there in a 4 2 3 one, uh, Formation just inside the Watford half, waiting to receive the ball. They're certainly not interested in exposing themselves uh, by going forward too early in this game, and um, and then uh, allowing Watford to get in behind them with the pace of Saar and Welbeck and the strength of Deeney and the trickery of Decore. So they uh, they're, they're just sitting uh, quite deep at the moment, and um, I think that will suit both uh, Watford, who can just uh, gain possession of the ball and get some confidence into those legs and give those home fans uh, a little bit of hope. Uh, but also, it'll make sure uh, Norwich will be very keen not to concede too early in the game. So, uh, 
Now uh, Kapoor has the ball and he's just uh, knocks it sideways to Bashira. Bashira playing there on the half turn. He beats Duda there in the centre and he goes by him and he's now uh, taking the ball forward into the Norwich uh, half and he's looking very, very good there. Very controlled on the ball. Plays it out to Welbeck to his left and uh, Welbeck plays it back to him and now he's up against uh, Tetty there in midfield. Tom Deli Bashira has uh, started to um, raise his game a little bit there and he's uh, knocked a beautiful ball out to Saar there on the right wing and uh, immediately gets in between Tetty and McLean to receive the ball again and Saar sees that and plays it back to him and Saar continues his run he's now just level with Lewis and uh, Delhi Bashira plays a lovely little chip ball over over to Lewis uh, where Saar gets on the ball again and Saar gets to the byline and uh, here comes Hanley across the captain to, to close him down but Saar's too quick for him and uh, clever and he knocks the ball back across the, the box to Decore and Decore plays it immediately to Welbeck and Welbeck cuts inside and he's into the box now and uh, oh that looks like a foul there there's a bit of contact there but uh, Moss has waved that away was that a, was that a penalty shout for uh, Watford do you think Sean? Well it could have been but uh, he didn't go down and uh, if you don't go down you don't get a penalty not in this game yes and uh, Welbeck did well they stayed honest on his feet but uh, now finally Norris seemed to have the ball Tetty has it in midfield he passes it to McLean and uh, that was a bit of a scare there for Norwich but McLean uh, has knocked it forward to Duda and Duda is looking for Campwell out there on the left very very good young player and everyone very excited to see him play we've had nearly 10 minutes of this game it is still Watford nil Norwich City nil and Campwell has the ball and he's up there looking to put a bit of pressure on Kiko Firmenio at right back for Watford and he's right up on his shoulder there and he's he's uh, few step overs there from Cantwell looking uh, looking good is he going to be able to manage to uh, to find a, a good ball but actually what he does is he just knocks it across the park to Duda who's picked up by Kapoor and Tom Deli Bashiri comes back to uh, pick up Duda he doesn't want him to, uh, uh, to to have too much space to get a shot off or, or find Pookie and Pook finally Duda, uh, Duda sorry excuse me passes it off to Buendia and Buendia now with uh, Messina on his shoulder tracking his run down the uh, touchline he's level with the Watford penalty area he'll also be looking to get the ball in and here comes Aaron's now Aaron's coming up to support Wendier and uh, Aaron's is actually overlapping him. Messina's uh, outnumbered here, two to one. But it's all right because Tom Deli Bashiru comes tracking across to uh, to help out there and uh, and uh, Aaron's uh, receives the ball from Wendier and uh, in fact Tom Deli Bashiru tracks the run of Aaron's and goes down into that left-back position and Messina is still holding Wendier to account there and uh, Buendia is looking to find Aaron's but uh, can't find him so he just recycles the ball back to Tetty and Aaron's makes his way back into his normal position and Tetty has the ball now on the halfway line plays it off to McLean who's a very very fine player very strong very physical and, uh, and a great defensive midfielder Sean yeah this is a lot better for Norwich now they've really come into the game and Wolf uh, just need to be careful hold their formation concentrate they did very well defending that position there and uh, what they've not been good at lately, Watford is, is dealing with the cross and uh, they have conceded a lot of goals from headers inside their own box. So there'll be the Tammy Abraham one last week was uh, was definitely one that um, they won't want to see that again. So uh, yeah, well played from both teams there. And uh, so McLean has the ball and uh, he's actually um, just passed it back to his captain Hanley and Hanley has knocked the ball back to Crawl and we are now nearly 12 minutes into this first half it's going very quickly this game sure yeah it's very exciting it's quite high pace isn't quite high tempo and uh, there's quite a lot of intensity starting to build after a slow start but uh, yeah both teams are probing away yeah they're probing away at each other and uh, Crew has the ball and plays it out to Lewis at left back. Again, a very, very good, um, very mobile, very athletic fullback in the in the modern in the modern style. He gets the ball forward to Cantwell. We're all very excited to see Cantwell, see what he can do, and see if he can unlock this Watford defence. And he plays the the ball forward. 
And uh, Pukki gets a first touch on the ball there with his back to goal, but he's got Cathcart and Cabaselli and Capu all around him, and uh, he ends up knocking it back to Duda, who recycles the ball back to Tetti, and Tetti's looking for Buendia out there on the right. And Buendia is... Uh, receives the ball with his with his back to the goal um, but he uh, plays on the turn and Messina comes to play close attention to him there yes getting very very close body to body shoulder to shoulder not going to give Wendy any any kind of space because he's a very very fine player very 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 quick feet very tricky yeah that's right uh, Wendy is as little to Premier League at times uh, this season he's a very very good player yeah of course and uh, but uh, we'll have to see how Messina gets on. He's, he's, he's growing confidence, the young lad, isn't he? Uh, now he's getting a few more games. Yeah, he certainly is. And uh, Pearson seems to really like Messina. And uh, there's tussling for the ball there. Right out on the touchline, the ball eventually goes out for a Norwich throw in. The ball is just there, about five or six yards inside the Watford half. And uh, it's Aarons who comes up to take him. He's bouncing the ball and uh, he's looking to get maybe Pookie on the ball with a long throw or, or Duda. Um, we'll see what happens here and uh, and here's Aarons and actually he throws it sideways to Tetti who's come across and uh, is in some space and Tom Delibashira comes out to play close attention to Tetti doesn't want Tetti getting space either doesn't this Watford side is very very good at closing down teams in their own half and uh, stifling them and uh, sucking all the oxygen out of their play and uh, once again Tetti has no choice but to knock it back to Godfrey with the number four on his back there alongside his captain Hanley just in front of their own penalty box and the game slows down a little bit as Norwich uh, pass the ball back and forth looking for uh, some sort of opening perhaps um, where they can get at this Watford defence Hanley plays it forward to McLean and Capu comes forward nicks the ball off McLean very good and Saar is there uh, herring forward and, uh, and and Capu finds Saar and Saar is, is good from Saar he's back onto the shoulder of Lewis and Lewis is struggling to deal with Saar and Saar cuts inside onto his left foot and he plays the ball to Decore and Decore shoots and it just goes wide of the goal I uh, don't think Krull would have uh, got across to that it was a very very good snapshot from Decore it's exactly why he's in the team and why he's playing so well in that position that was a good chance from Watford lovely work from Saar he looked to go down the byline on his right foot but he Cut inside and used his left and he found Decore with a perfectly weighted pass and Decore snapshot and it went straight towards the goal that just shaved the outside of the of Krull's left hand post and uh, the ball nestled into the fans behind that goal in the rookery and uh, there was uh, an ooh and an ah there from the uh, Watford faithful uh, but some applause as well for the for the good football we saw. Yeah, that was a very good move, and Saar, you know, is really giving Lewis the run around even this early on in the game. And uh, but it was the weight on that pass was so perfect. That's what you want if you're in central midfield in attacking midfield position like that, just on the D. And uh, yeah, no, he, he did well. He, he hit it, he hit it hard with his right foot. He got all of it. I think very, very clean. Put a bit of bend on it, but uh, just not enough to get it inside the post. So it's a goal kick to uh, Norwich, and Krull is just receiving the ball back from the Watford fans behind his goal in the rookery and as you say there's 6,960 they tell me is the capacity of the rookery so just close to 7,000 fanatical Watford fans uh, singing and chanting uh, quite a large section over there to the to the right hand side of the rookery as we're looking at it and they have a, a group of uh, fans who like to stand up and they're called the 1881 movement and they lead the singing in the rookery and that has been a, a very good addition to Watford. 
Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, one of the things about uh, football grounds these days is they can be very, very quiet. And, and when I was playing back in the late 80s and in the early 90s, you know, it was a very different culture back then and there was a lot more singing and uh, it was very loud and intense. And uh, these days, you know, there are certain grounds are well known for it, for the quiet. But uh, it's good to see this, uh, this 1881 movement, I think you called it, uh, standing there, being allowed to stand throughout the game. And uh, they've got a drum there and uh, singing and, uh, yeah, getting behind their team. So Crew has the ball, it's a goal kick and he's not in any rush to take this. We're now 15, nearly 16 minutes into this game and it is Watford nil, Norwich City nil. Uh, a couple of decent chances, one for Dini where he just uh, nodded it down to Crew really and uh, almost like a header back to your keeper rather than an attacking header and then to Corey just now with a snapshot that went just wide of the post. So Watford certainly in the ascendancy in terms of chances. Norwich a bit slow to get going. Crew kicks the ball forward and Duda picks it up. Uh, he uh, takes that down on his chest as a slight hint of handball there. Looks like he can try it with his upper arm, but the uh, referee waves play on. A lot of the players are picking for a handball there, but he, he, he brings it down onto his, uh, onto his left foot and transfers it over to his right foot. He plays it back to McLean. McLean finds Cantwell. Cantwell into the Watford half, looking to get forward, looking to put pressure on Firminia. And uh, Firminia is coming out just to, uh, to close him down. Who comes over also just to pay close attention and uh, John Delibashiri comes across with him to pick up Duda in the centre there and Messina also comes out to uh, to protect Watford from uh, the advancing uh, Buendia. It's a very well organised football this. It looks like they've done a lot of drills in terms of who's got the ball, where the ball is and where they should be when the opposition have the ball. No, you're right there. It's, um, it's, it is good organisation. They You can see that they, they move as a unit and uh, but Campbell on the ball here and uh, he can be very, very dangerous. Yeah, Campbell has got Puki ahead of him. He plays it into Puki just on the D with his back to goal. Uh, Cathcart and Cabaselli are closing him down, not giving him any space to turn and he knocks the ball back to Campbell and for many are there just takes a tackle and the ball goes out and it will be a Norwich uh, throw in the ball has gone into the Graham Taylor stand there's a rather perilous drop from memory um, at the, the Vicarage Road end of the ground if you go over the wall it's about a six foot drop so you have to be very careful if you chase the ball in that area and uh, the ball has bounced in and the Watford fans don't seem too keen to give the ball back um, so uh, just while we have a, a little break waiting for this uh, throw I just want to talk a little bit as you know on a bit of a um, a lover of uh, history of football grounds. Uh, this is uh, the Vicarage Road Stadium, as you know, and uh, Watford have been playing here since 1922. They moved here from their previous ground uh, in Casio Road, and uh, the stands have had many names. In fact, the one across uh, from us, which is now the Grand Taylor Stand, was once the, known as the Strodel Stand, was named after the hospital just behind it, which is now called the Watford General. But I don't think we're going to call any standard football ground Watford Generals. So it was named Strodel's. And then uh, later on it was changed to the uh, the Rouse stand, named after Sir Stanley Rouse, and then uh, eventually it has now been named uh, the Graham Taylor stand, named after the, uh, as you said, the greatest manager uh, this club has ever had. It's a two-tier stand and uh, it's, uh, it's packed to the rafters today and behind you can see the boxes, uh, the old executive boxes, and up there on the halfway line you can see Gino Pozzo, uh, the owner of this club, uh, alongside him, uh, other senior members of Watford Football Club, Scott Duxbury's there, and uh, when uh, Elton John comes, uh, Sean he sits up there alongside them. So this throw-in uh, is uh, now uh, about to be taken, uh, taking their time over it. Um, Campbell had the ball originally, uh, but uh, he doesn't seem keen to take it, and now Lewis has come up, and uh, the game has rather slowed down. We're now 
nearly 20 minutes in, we're nearly halfway through the first half, I can't believe that. There's been a, a couple of nice moments, but um, um, nothing really, really clear cut. Lewis has the ball and he throws it across the doodle, heads it back to McLean, and McLean uh, passes it first time back up to Cantwell, and Fellini is going to have his work cut out this afternoon. You can see that Cantwell is very much their out ball at the moment. And uh, Cantwell is now on the uh, shoulder of Fellini, and he gets the ball down, and uh, he... Uh, he manages to uh, just keep hold of it while Firmino is snapping away at his heels and then he just dinks it through his legs and he's gone past him and Firmino has to turn and chase after him and uh, Count, uh, Countwell seems to have the uh, the beating of Firmino there, gets to the bar and he crosses and there's Pookie and Pookie scored! Pookie has scored! He got up between Cathcart and Cabaselli and he got his head on it and, and Pookie has scored again. Uh, he's in fine form at the moment. The Norwich fans behind that goal of the Vicarage Road in are cheering and jumping up and down and screaming and uh, Pookie's wheeled away to celebrate in front of me, down on his knees with his arms in the air and he's joined by Duda and uh, Wendier and Cantwell's come across. It was a very, very good bit of football from Cantwell and that means that it is Watford nil. Norwich City won. Pookie scores in the 20th minute. And uh, that is a, a very, very fine goal and a very important goal for Norwich City in this game. Puki uh, is a handful at the best of times, not really known necessarily as a, a, a man who scores a lot of goals with his head. He normally gets in behind and, and shoots and scores with his feet right and left. But this one was uh, just put on a plate for him. And uh, Cathcart is just yelling at Cabaselli saying, you know, I went to the near post, you should have picked him up. And... Uh, but Cabaselli is not having anything of it and they're, they're shouting at each other and Foster's come out just to calm them down. But uh, yeah, that is a blow to Watford, particularly after losing the last two games and particularly the one here against Southampton where they lost 3-0. But uh, Pookie's still celebrating and the Norwich City fans, the uh, the Canary fanatics, if you like, uh, celebrating crazy over there. And uh, this could be the goal, they think, that could get them the three points and could get them out of the relegation zone. Sure. Yeah, it was a fine bit of play there. Very, very, very good. Um, in fact, um, they all played very well. Duda controlled the ball centrally um, once he got it from Campwell and um, and then he got it back to him. And uh, this time he got the better of him and he just dinked it through his legs. Not really a nutmeg, but he's just he's just trying to get past him, just put him under a lot of pressure. And uh, and the ball has uh, just gone between his legs. And then Campwell noticed that before for many years and uh, he got on it and got to the byline. But the cross, I mean, you know, we talk, uh, you know, we've always talked about players who can cross the ball. You look at David Beckham, and uh, people don't give him as much credit uh, as they should. They say, well, all he could do was cross the ball. But if you can cross the ball, that's worth 50 million quid. Because if you can put in decent crosses from corners, free kicks, or in open play, and you can find your centre forward, you will help that centre forward get 20 goals a season. And that's exactly what's happened here. Campbell's got the ball across, he's, he's hit it with his left foot. And uh, Pookie really didn't have to do much, just had to guide it in at the far post there. And uh, Foster maybe could have come, but uh, he had his two centre-backs there, but he got in between them. Pookie's not the tallest, but um, yeah, it was, just, it was the quality of the cross, Colin, that led to that goal. So we are now nearly 23 minutes into the first half. It is Watford nil, Norwich City 1, and the Norwich City players are now making their way back into their half. And Watford have got some thinking to do now. Uh, they started quite brightly in this game, but... Uh, now they're 1-0 behind and they have fallen behind in their last two games and uh, that will be a blow to their confidence. It'll be interesting to see how they react, sure. Yeah, it will. I mean, you know, when you go a goal behind, that's when you show a bit of character and uh, hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, you know, it'll, it, 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 Waffle can get back in. They're at home, they've got their fans here and, uh, yeah, uh, they'll be looking to get back in and make sure that, um, that, that, they, that they maybe get a... 
uh, put some pressure on that knowledge goal. Yeah, they, they certainly will be wanting to do that. Mandini now has the ball and uh, he's, um, he's brought the Watford players into a, a huddle. Uh, the Norwich players are taking an age to get back into position, but uh, that's all right, I suppose, they're allowed. It's that time of the season where every single goal, every chance makes uh, such a difference to the uh, prospects of your team. And uh, no need for VAR, by the way, for that goal. Absolutely nothing wrong with it, not even a suggestion of anything wrong. Dini's got his players in a huddle now and he's giving them the third degree and they're all nodding their heads and listening to their captain. What a leader he is, Troy Dini. Yeah, he is. I mean, I played under some uh, under some decent players uh, at my time at Liverpool. And, uh, yeah, when you've got a good captain... Um, you know, it's uh, it makes it can make such a difference to morale, and, and it can really make a difference in situations like this. So Dini takes the ball, and uh, the whistle blows, and he knocks it back to Tom Delibashiru, who's been quite quiet so far. But he's done a lot of running, and he's done a lot of closing down. There was nothing he could have done about that one. Uh, it was Kapu really who was on Duda, and Duda managed to get the ball back to Cantwell, which led to the goal. But Tom Delibashiru has the ball now, and uh, he's uh, looking to get uh, Welbeck on the ball, and he does so, and it's just inside the Norwich half, and Welbeck knocks the ball back to Tom Delibashiru, who knocks it back to Welbeck, and here comes Aarons again, he uh, definitely wants to make his mark on Welbeck, he doesn't want Welbeck to have his own way, and uh, Brendier comes back as well, does a bit of tracking back, not known for it, I have to say, but he's uh, tracked back there to, to help out his uh, his fullback, and, and uh, Welbeck just uh, knocks the ball back to Messina now, Messina has plenty of space, but Buendia's come back, and there's no one really to come across and put him under any pressure, so he brings the ball forward past the dugouts, down in uh, in front of us and uh, he's uh, looking to get that ball into uh, into Welbeck again and uh, Welbeck uh, picks up the ball and knocks the ball uh, back into Tom Delibashiru and Tom Delibashiru uh, plays it out to Kapu and Kapu uh, knocks it forward to Decore and uh, yeah it's all uh, fairly straightforward stuff uh, Norwich have uh, retreated into their own half they're 1-0 up they certainly don't want to concede a goal no, that's right. When you've scored a goal, you can be very, very uh, vulnerable to uh, the opposition getting forward and scoring. And uh, they've done the right thing here, Norwich. They've just dropped back into their half, let Watford have the ball in their own half. And uh, and hopefully, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be one of those things um, where we see if Watford can uh, get forward and unlock them. Erdogan has the ball now and he plays it forward to Dini. Dini's doing some pointing there. I'm not quite sure who he's pointing at or what he means by it, but he plays the ball out very casually to Saar and Saar picks the ball up and just makes his way into the Norwich half, shooting towards the rookery end. Um, Norwich uh, deciding to change the normal pattern. Uh, got that wrong earlier in the uh, commentary and uh, I assumed that Watford would be shooting towards the Vickery Road end, but actually Norwich decided not to let them do that and make them shoot towards the Vickery end in the first half, which is not something the Watford fans like uh, particularly. But uh, here we are, and uh, Sola has the ball now, and he's uh, really relaxed. The team's just sort of recalibrating after that goal, and uh, Sola knocks the ball back to the corner, and uh, now comes McLean. And, uh, oh, that's a... Uh, it's a bit of a strong challenge there from McLean and Moss blows his whistle. And that's a free kick now for Watford, just inside the Norwich half. The Corey is uh, complaining to the referee a little bit about the nature of that challenge. McLean is now for his robust challenge. It's now uh, 27 minutes into the game, over halfway through the first half. It is Watford nil, uh, Norwich City 1. The goal from Pukki on the 20th, on the 20th minute, a header after a cross from Campbell and uh, Decore still chuntering away to John Ross, but John Ross is not having anything. I think he wants uh, McLean booked, and, uh, but he's not going to book him for that, I don't think. No, it, it wasn't really strong enough. Just a, a decent, you know, robust challenge there from the central midfielder. And Decore went down like a pack of cards. 
Yes, um, that has been said of him uh, at times, but uh, Decor is also tough and he can uh, he can give it out as, uh, as good as he can take it, I guess. So um, Kapoor's come up to take this and uh, he's put the ball down and it's um, it's just well, just inside the Norwich half, but only by about a foot or so and it's inside the centre circle and uh, he knocks the ball languidly with his right foot straight out to Welbeck and Welbeck gets on the ball here and he's beaten now and he's got to the byline now that's good from Welbeck and he's looking up and he's looking up he's coming into the box now and he plays it back to Dini on the penalty shot but there's a good tackle there from Godfrey and the ball is cleared away and Cantwell gets on it on the break and Watford have to be careful here Cantwell steaming forward Firminia comes out and fouls him and uh, I suspect he'll get booked for that that was a very professional style foul, but they were under pressure there. What for? They certainly don't want to concede a second goal. And uh, Moss comes across to uh, to Firmenia and and uh, and just uh, shows him the yellow card. And so uh, there we are now, 28 minutes into the game, and that's the first booking from John Moss. Firmenia is picked up, and uh, that's not good for for, for Watford. Uh, Campbell is a real threat down that left hand side, and Firmenia will uh, have to be very very careful now. He doesn't want to get himself a second booking uh, anytime soon so it's a Norwich free kick and it's uh, just level with the with the 18 yard line in the corner there but out towards the touch line and it looks like um, Duda is coming over to take it with his right foot it'll be an in-swinger uh, Duda takes uh, the corners mostly for Norwich and also some of these free kicks if they're in the right position and, uh, and Duda is, uh, is just uh, sizing it up and uh, Cathcart and Cabaselli drop back uh, and uh, Decore and Saar make a two-man wall just to protect the cross and uh, Foster is uh, quite like a third man but he's, he's happy with two there I think and um, everyone else has come back in to the box except for Bashiru who stays forward just um, sort of almost uh, at the edge of the centre circle in case the ball breaks and uh, and here is Duda and he's just uh, looking up he's got his, his right hand in the air his right arm in the air never quite know what that means I say this every week on these commentaries I never really understand what they're doing there but it means either near post presumably or far post or it means nothing at all but anyway here comes Duda and he hits the ball and that is a very nice delivery and Pookie's uh, hunting for it and uh, but no there's Foster Foster comes out and he just uh, jumps very casually catches the ball he's a very very competent goalkeeper very uh, well, competent doesn't really do him justice. He's a very fine goalkeeper. And he just uh, collects the ball there, really, without any fuss. Goes down onto his knees and hugs the ball. So nothing can happen. And we are now 20, nearly 30 minutes into the first half. 15, 16 minutes to go. And it is uh, Watford nil, Norwich City 1. A goal from Pukki, from across from Cantwell. And, uh, yeah, Norwich seem to be handling this situation very well. You'd expect them to be nervous um, down there on 28 points. Uh, but uh, actually, they seem to be playing the better football since they've scored yeah that can often happen as well yeah of course um, you know you, you you get a goal and it gives you a bit of confidence it puts a bit of fear into the opposition as well and if you play well you can start to put them under pressure again but they did the right thing they went back first and made sure they didn't concede quickly and now they've got the bit between their teeth and Campbell really is the best player on the park isn't he well it's uh, certainly a toss up between him and Salah but Campbell is uh, proving to be the most dangerous uh, player at the moment. Foster's now got back to his feet and he's bouncing the ball and uh, he rolls the ball out to Messina uh, who is not going to be pressed by any Norwich player. They've retreated again to the halfway line and Messina brings the ball forward, knocks it into Tom Deli Bashiro, plays it back to Messina who's kept his wrong going. He finds Welbeck, Welbeck back to Decore, Decore looking for the ball. He, he uh, stops there, stops uh, there. Watford fans singing his song about never giving the ball away, which I must admit is a rare event uh, when he's on form. And uh, then he passes the ball back to Kapu, and uh, 
Kapu also has a song. Most of these Watford players have songs. Kapu plays the ball forward to Sarum. Here comes Firmenia. Firmenia looking for the overlap there into the Norwich half now. Cantwell has tracked Firmenia's run while Saar is being picked up by Lewis. And can Saar find him? No, he finds Decore instead. And Decore passes it back to Saar who just dinks it round the corner, if you like, for Firmenia who is in an advanced position. And... Uh, Cantwell has had to track his run all the way back into that left-back position while Lewis is dealing with Saar and not dealing with him very well. And now Firmenia on the ball and looking to recycle the ball back to Saar and it goes back to Saar. And now, finally, Cantwell is picking up Saar and Lewis has retreated to keep an eye on um, uh, on Firmenia. And, uh, and Saar has the ball, but he uh, the attack uh, here now seems to be slightly petering out as the ball is played back to Kapu and it goes back to Cathcart. And uh, Watford will try again, perhaps down the other flank. Yeah, no, it's good from Wofford, though. That is a good probing run from Firmenia. You won't want to do that too often because you can get exposed. I mean, I played at right-back, as you know, and uh, uh, in those days, you know, full-backs were defenders first and foremost. So it wasn't encouraged to uh, get a, get up and support the attacking player. Of course, that's very different now, but uh, you do have to be careful because you can leave that bit of the pitch totally exposed and Campbell is, as I say, probably the best player in the park in this first half. 32 minutes into this game now, and uh, it is Watford nil. Norwich City won goal from Pookie in the 20th minute and uh, so now Firmenia back in his more uh, custom position at right back has the ball at his feet and uh, Norwich have retreated again into their own half as uh, very much seems to be the pattern of play at the moment they're happy to sit and see if Watford can, can find a way to break through but at the moment they're finding it difficult to get through those uh, banks of Norwich players who seem very committed they're physical but uh, it's a clean game so far. Nothing, uh, no, no, no nasty, no nastiness uh, so far in this game. We we may see some later if things get very, very tight. Firmenia passes it out to Kapu. Kapu is starting to dictate play a little bit in this period of play. Uh, for Watford, he passes to Tom Deli Bashiru. Bashiru finds Welbeck. Welbeck passes it immediately back to Decore. Decore looks up. We haven't seen a lot of Dini, but he gets the ball now, and Dini has the ball, and he's about halfway between the centre circle and the D. He has his back to goal, but he's protecting the ball. And McLean and Tetti are trying to get it off him, but they're, they're not having much luck so far. He plays it back out to Firmini, who's come into an advanced position. Again, he seems to be the one that wants to get forward. He's in the Norwich half, and he gets the ball very nicely. Deeney turns and runs between McLean and Tetti, looking for a, a return cross, possibly. He's up there on the shoulder of Godfrey, and the ball does come in from Firmini. And, and there's Deeney, and he heads it down to Saar, and Saar beats Lewis to the to the byline, but his cross is, uh, is very wayward, and it goes all the way across the pitch and out for a, a throw-in. And... Uh, that's very unfortunate. Uh, Saar did well there, but the cross really let him down this time. And uh, that is a throw-in level with the six-yard line uh, on the other side of the pitch down here to our left. And uh, Aaron comes over and uh, picks the ball up. And uh, he's in no rush. Uh, now we are nearly uh, 34 minutes into this uh, first half. And uh, um, Norwich will be very much hoping they can hang on to this 1-0 lead until uh, half-time. Don't you think so, Sean? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it is uh, one of those things when you get your nose in front, particularly if you're the away side, you just don't want to make a mistake. You've got to concentrate. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's uh, it, it's good for Norwich. This. They seem very, very solid. It's going to be tough for Watford to break them down. So Aaron's uh, bouncing the ball now. He throws the ball up to Wendia. And uh, Brendia 
brings it down and uh, he's uh, getting a little bit of attention there from Welbeck but uh, he can handle it it seems and uh, knocks the ball back to Tetty and Tetty passes it sideways to McLean there's Deeney, Deeney comes in and presses the ball and he's done well there, he's actually put him under a lot of pressure and he's won the ball from him Deeney, that's very very good play from Deeney, Sarr is screaming for it just to his right, Deeney plays it out to Sarr again, Sarr cuts inside this time, it has a shot and it's a good shot, bends it with his left foot and uh, just goes wide of the far post, Cruel just uh, trotted over there, he could see where it was going, it wasn't quite good enough to get inside the post, he, he didn't really hit it with much power but again Saar willing to get inside and shoot and uh, yeah but that's not his favoured foot and um, he, uh, it wasn't a, a great effort from Saar but it shows that they are very much uh, keen and uh, ambitious to get back into this game with an equaliser possibly before half time if they can. Cruel now has the ball and he brings it back over to his to the goal line he, uh, he places it down and he Looks, uh, he waves away his defender, so he's looking to kick it long here with uh, just 10 minutes of this, uh, about nine minutes of this first half remaining. Cruel kicks the ball, and uh, this time it's Brendy who comes across and he gets his head on it, and it goes forward to Pookie. Pookie is tussling there with Cathcart for the ball, but Cathcart is the winner on this occasion. It knocks it sideways to Cabaselli, and uh, Cabaselli plays it out to Messina, and Messina plays it into Tom Delivishir, who plays it forward to Welbeck, and there's a round of applause from the US Love and John Stan just below us for the uh, calmness and, uh, and the uh, accuracy of the passing there for Watford. They've taken away that pressure and uh, now Robert has it and he's making his way into the Norwich half again and he's looking for Decore and Decore's got his back to goal and uh, receives the ball. McTetty comes out to put some pressure on him and uh, Decore just knocks it back to Capu, who's always available it seems to me. Capu puts his foot on the ball, sometimes he is criticised for slowing the game down, but uh, he is a very, very fine player, very, very cultured. He knocks the ball short of Minnie, who's come up into a right midfield position, I suppose you would call it, and uh, he gets the ball and he's uh, having a good half from Minnie. He's knocked the ball forward to Saar, Saar turns, knocks it to Decore. This is good from Watford, and uh, Decore brings the ball forward. He's Deeney's looking for Deeney now, he's up there level with Deeney, passes to Deeney, gets it back from Deeney, plays it out to Saar, Saar crosses the ball right across the pitch to Welbeck, that's a very very fine cross from Saar and Welbeck brings it down and Aarons is there and he's running into the box now and uh, Aarons is tracking his run but he's inside the box now Welbeck and uh, it's got to be careful there, you don't want to give away a penalty at this stage and Welbeck finds the core into the shoots and he scores! Watford have scored! Watford have got the equaliser to Corey from the edge of the area, hits it with his right foot and he absolutely no chance for Cruel, goes between Hanley and Godfrey, it's a wonderful strike from Decore, he's dancing on the spot, the ball's nestled into the top right hand corner as he was looking at it, what a goal that is Sean, what a strike from Decore, yeah of course what a great goal that was, great work from Welbeck there. As you say, very calm and collected as they brought it out. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fine, fine piece of work from Watford. Uh, Messina into uh, Bashiru there and back to Messina and up to Welbeck. And uh, Welbeck did very well. And uh, put the ball across from Saar, finally. Uh, it played beautifully there, Saar. He got the ball from Decore and knocked it wide and right over to the other side of the pitch, switching it, that is. And, uh, and Welbeck got the ball down very fast, had the momentum, got him behind Aaron's, as you say, into the box and then just found Decore there waiting for him, beautifully weighted pass for him. He had a chance earlier in the game and this time he didn't make a mistake, hit it with his right foot and it flew in. Absolutely fantastic strike. Yes, it's uh, 38 minutes into the game and Decore has scored the equaliser for Watford. They are 
still celebrating in front of the rookery. As I said, they were forced by Norwich to play towards the rookery in the first half, which is not something they like to do. It's not something the Watford fans like. And uh, it makes them quite cross, actually. And um, there is a, an etiquette to these things, isn't there, Sure. Yeah, I, I don't think many teams ever made Liverpool play towards the cop in the first half. I don't think it would have gone down very well. I think Man United did it once and it absolutely caused uproar. But uh, anyway, uh, teams like to see if they can get an advantage uh, one way or another. And uh, Norwich have done that today. But uh, that, uh, that goal, uh, the Rookery, the fans there, the 7,000 fans will remember that goal for a while. Yes, they will. And uh, now they are there. There's Decore celebrating with Harry the Hornet, who always seems to get involved in the goal celebrations. And uh, yes, Capu, Tom Delibashiro, Cabaselli, Cathcart, the whole side apart from Foster. He's dancing around in his goal in front of the Vicarage Road and uh, celebrating there with Decore and uh, wasting as much time as possible. Norwich have already retreated and, uh, and now uh, Watford are making their way back. Uh, over the halfway line and into position John Moss is giving them the hurry up we're now 39 nearly 40 minutes into this game and it is now Watford 1 Norwich City 1 sure yeah it's a very very tight game isn't it both teams in the bottom six only three points between uh, those six teams uh, Watford on 31 points and Norwich on 28 so this is a very very important game and the other clubs down there Villa Brighton Bournemouth they'll be uh, uh, and West Ham they'll certainly be watching this game and hoping that uh, that a draw is the result because that, that will lose a point uh, from the table if you like and, uh, but uh, it's a very very intense game now the second half will be, uh, will be uh, well very exciting I suspect but uh, it'd be interesting to see if both teams are happy with this uh, in the uh, half time whistle whether they just take the one and go in and get fresh instructions yeah it's always hard to, to know that isn't it I mean uh, these things aren't decided they just sort of happen collectively, don't they? Yeah, it's funny that, um, you know, I remember playing in, in games when we went 1-0 down and, you know, the skippers just shouting and screaming, having absolutely no, uh, not making any difference because collectively the team's just decided that uh, they're going to defend or they're going to drop back or defend the lead or whatever it is, the situation they find themselves in can be very, very difficult to, to change something that happens collectively in the minds of players. And so it's Norwich's turn, uh, finally, to uh, kick off. We are now uh, nearly 41 minutes into this first half. There's certainly not going to be much uh, injury time. Uh, added time at the end of the first half. It's been played in a good spirit. There's been very little time wasting and uh, there's been no injuries to any players. So Pukki has the ball on the centre spot and he plays it back to Tetty and Tetty passes it sideways to McLean and Watford are now very happy to sit in their own half and wait to see what Norwich can do. And McLean brings the ball forward and plays it to Cantwell and Cantwell is uh, looking to get forward but uh, decides that uh, the attentions of Saar and Fenerni are too much for him so he turns and he passes it back to McLean and knocks it sideways to Tetty and, and then he knocks it to the other side of the pitch to Brindier where he finds himself uh, being closely attended by Danny Welbeck uh, England international an ex-player of Man United and Arsenal Brindier doesn't think much of it and knocks it back to Aaron's at right back he, plays it inside and Godfrey has all the time in the world to uh, take the ball forward about three or four yards before playing it across to Hanley his captain who plays it to Lewis is in a slightly advanced position there at left back who knocks it forward to Cantwell and time is ticking now we're 42 minutes into this first half just three minutes remaining plus probably a minute of added time and Lewis plays the ball to Cantwell who just knocks it straight back to McLean he plays it forward to Duda who is just inside the, uh, the centre circle and looking to try and get someone forward but the Norwich players equally don't seem too keen to get forward they're worried now in the way that Watford were when they conceded they don't conceded another goal before half time and 
hand, dude. He just knocks it sideways to Buendia, and uh, Pookie's calling for it. And uh, it's a chip ball forward to Pookie, but he um, he doesn't win the header. Cathcart wins the header and knocks it down to Kapoor. Kapoor gets the ball forward to Decore, and Decore's looking to hit Norwich on the break. And Dini's calling for it, and he plays the ball, lovely ball over the top, and Dini's onto that. He's uh, He's gone in between Hanley and Godfrey, and uh, Hanley and Godfrey are trying to track back, and Dini's one on one pretty much on the edge of the area, and he shoots, and it's a good save from Krull, a very good save from Krull. He goes to his left, he reads it well, one on one, not exactly a one on one. He did have Hanley and Godfrey either side of him, but he gets his shot away there, Dini. That'll give him a bit of confidence. Krull saves it and uh, just brings it down. He's lying on the ball now with uh, 43 minutes of this game gone with the score Watford 1, Norwich 1. And uh, they're sharing the spoils so far in this half, Sean. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. And uh, one all is uh, probably uh, a fair uh, reflection of the game that we've watched in this first half. It'll be very exciting with some good football from both teams. But they're also quite cautious, a little bit nervous at times because uh, they know all the danger they're in. And whoever loses this game, if there is to be a loser, will really be back in the mind. If Watford can win, they can stretch away maybe and get their 34 points. But... uh, uh, equally Norwich could get to 31 and really help them uh, get more points than perhaps most people thought they would do at the beginning of the season exactly right and Norwich have been a very good addition to this uh, this Premier League cruel bouncing the ball and now we are just about a minute away from the end of the first half uh, looking forward to your, your pie and your uh, and a cup of tea I am actually they do a very good chicken ball tea pie here uh, the Hornet uh, Hornet pie they do, they do a number of different ones but the chicken ball tea is, is, is something I'm looking forward to yeah it's a it's a nice day today it's quite chilly um, overcast but uh, yeah no, not too much sunshine and it's a uh, it's very nice uh, cruel place the ball forward to Campwell and sort of chips it forward he's inside his own half Campwell Campwell brings it down and Sars there to pick him up He's dropped uh, much deeper. Now uh, Norwich have uh, got the ball and he's uh, trying to force Cantwell to, to recycle the ball, which he does back to McLean. And McLean passes it over to Tetty and uh, Tetty tries to find Duda in the centre there. He's uh, been quite quiet and hasn't had the effect on the game that uh, perhaps Decore has for the Watford side. And uh, just about uh, coming up to the end of the first half and the uh, fourth official comes out and indicates that there will be one minute of added time. Who do you think will be the happier manager uh, at the end of this half? I think uh, probably Daniel Fark will, will be happier because he, he's not behind and uh, he's away from home. And Pearson will be delighted, I think, also that uh, they got back into the game and got the equaliser. It's going to be a very exciting second half. Brendia has the ball now and he's just uh, sort of just chipping it to himself, really. He'll be playing a game of football on his own. Finally, Welbeck comes across and tries to win the ball off him, but Brendia just knocks it back to Tetti in that central area and inside the Norwich half plays it sideways to his colleague McLean who knocks it back to his captain Hanley and Hanley plays it back to Krull and uh, Krull now um, is uh, just bringing the ball out to the right side of his area he's looking up to see if he can knock it long and I suspect once he does we'll hear the final whistle of this first half probably about 20 or 30 seconds to go Krull plays it to Aaron's actually and Aaron's knocks it back to him and he looks up and finally he plays the ball long to Pookie and as Pookie rises to head the ball John Moss uh, blows his whistle and that is the end of the first half. A very good half of football from our vantage point up here at the top of the Sir Elton John stand. Looking down across the resplendent pitch here at Vicarage Road. They won Premier League pitch of the year a couple of seasons back and it's looking very, very good again. Final thoughts on this first half, Sean, and then we'll throw it back to the studio for updates on the other games. 
Yeah, I, I think it's been a very, very even sort of game. I think Watford have got a little bit more quality there in the in the middle of the park. I think Decore looks uh, like a real danger. Welbeck is starting to find his feet now. He's getting a bit of game time. I think this is his third or or even his fourth game in a row. And uh, and and Saar again is uh, is a real danger for them. But uh, Campwell has probably been the best player in the first half. Very, very dangerous. Pookie obviously got his chance and scored. And that's what you want from your centre forward. But uh, they're a bit more cautious, Norwich. They're away from home and they they they'd be very delighted to take a point away from here although I suspect they probably need the three points uh, if they're going to help out their situation whereas Watford with a point just another point closer to that uh, escape hatch if you like but uh, they also would like to get the three points it's going to be a very very exciting second half it's very well balanced well thank you very much Sean I'm going to throw it back to the studio now we'll be back in time for the beginning of the second half and just to remind you here at Vicarage Road it is Watford 1 Norwich City 1 and welcome back to Vicarage Road for the second half of this very exciting encounter between Watford and Norwich City here at Vicarage Road. You're listening to FTRE FM Radio uh, on uh, DAB or on your app if you've uh, been to your local app provider and downloaded the FTRE FM Radio app. I'm here for the second half with Sean O'Brady, a player we all remember so well from his time at Liverpool and with the Republic of Ireland and I'm hoping that during the second half we will be able to get a few extra details about his career and some fascinating and interesting insights into what it was like to play for Liverpool during that period under some of the great managers. And uh, players on the pitch and they're ready to kick off and it is uh, Norwich who's going to kick off this second half. They are now uh, shooting towards the rookery end as they uh, swapped over sides at the beginning of the game forcing Watford to face the rookery in the first half which is not something they uh, really like to do but uh, that's the way it is isn't it Sean sometimes you, you seek to gain an advantage somehow yeah no, yeah, of course that's right uh, this may just upset a, a little bit of rhythm maybe or a little bit of balance there and uh, um, sometimes you can gain an advantage but sometimes it can work against you make the other team even more determined that's right and um we're just waiting for kick-off and uh, there's John Moss uh, and he's uh, got the whistle in his mouth and he blows the whistle and the second half is underway and Pookie knocks the ball back to Duda and Duda sends it out wide to Buendia uh, looking to get forward early Norwich and maybe get back the advantage that they lost at the end of the first half when Decore equalised. The score here is Watford 1. Norwich City won and a draw isn't really going to be very good for either side. Brendaire knocks it back to Aarons at right back and he, he just plays it inside to Godfrey who again plays it square to Hanley, the captain of Norwich City. He knocks it forward to Tetty and he passes it to McLean and they're just going through the motions now, getting everyone back on the ball and the ball comes out to Cantwell who had a, an excellent first half and uh, uh, Sean, you thought he was uh, one of the best players in uh, not only the Norwich City team but uh, in the match as a whole I did yeah I did I, I just think there's something about him that's very exciting gets the ball gets you uh, gets you off your seat and um Sometimes I do wish he could come a bit more centrally, but uh, Duda's there today in that number 10 role and uh, uh, Campbell's uh, sort of out there on the left, but I think he could be really effective just playing off Pookie, but uh, that's not the way he's going. And he is young and inexperienced, so he maybe he's better out wide. He, uh, he does make the odd mistake or give up the ball, but uh, both teams have been keeping the ball quite well so far in the first half and uh, one all I think is probably the correct score on the balance of play. That's right, and uh, Campbell on the ball now is just... Uh, crossing the halfway line into the Watford half and, and Saar has tracked his run and come back to 
just uh, pay him some attention there and see if he can. In fact, he goes to make a tackle and the ball comes off Campwell and goes out. And the ball goes out for a throw-in uh, to Watford. It came off Campwell there as, as Saar uh, put in the tackle. So um, Watford have the uh, ball now. And they are shooting, as uh, I said, uh, towards the Vicarage Road end in the second half where the family stand is situated, uh, one of the first clubs ever to have a family stand as, as everyone I'm sure is aware under Graham Taylor in his first spell here at a time when football wasn't um, uh, wasn't always the most pleasant thing um, uh, to go to. No, that's right. I mean, back in the late 80s, well, in the mid 80s, even in the 70s, you know, football really wasn't for families and uh, there was sometimes quite a bit of violence and uh, I know that obviously um, from all the things that happened when I was at uh, at Liverpool, but um, yeah, now Graham Taylor brought in the idea of a family stand, getting mums and kids in to watch football, and uh, he was really the first to do that. And it's great credit to him that he did that, and also the away fans there uh, to our right uh, at the Vicarage Road end, and uh, Watford have the throwing just down below us uh, in front of this uh, Sir Elton John stand, and it is. Kiko Femenia, who is going to be taking this uh, this throw-in, and he uh, throws it in to Kapu, and Kapu just picks the ball up there and uh, knocks it sideways to Tom Delibashiru, who was quite quiet in the first half, but he, he certainly didn't do anything wrong. No, he didn't, and uh, he's looking uh, like a bright light to bring the ball forward a couple of times into the Norwich half, and uh, they weren't sure exactly how to handle him, but uh, yeah, no, he's uh, hoping maybe to have a bit more influence on the game in the second half, and uh, Tom Delibashiru there, he passes it uh, forward to Decore, who always seems to be available, always in space, and he, he knocks it back to... Uh, to Bashiru, who um, and then finds a bit more space, and Bashiru returns the favour and passes it back to him. He knocks it out to his left, to Kore, to Welbeck there on the, on the left-hand side, and uh, now the ball is inside the Norwich half, and Welbeck is going forward, and he's taking on uh, Buendia, and he's got past him there, and that's a good bit of play from Welbeck. He's uh, looking much more confident, using his power and pace, and he's up there against Aaron's now level with the uh, Norwich, um, the Norwich uh, penalty area, and he's looking to get by him, but he, he stops and he, he turns back and he plays it back to Decore, who recycles the ball back to Kapu, and Kapu knocks it forward into Saar out there on the right wing. And uh, Saar on the ball again always busy, always looking to uh, try and gain an advantage and, uh, and get an attack started. A very, very capable and exciting young player to watch. And this time he's up against um, Cantwell and Cantwell has tracked his run. And, uh, and that is, uh, that is uh, something that uh, Cantwell is, is willing to do, willing to do the hard, hard work there. And uh, Saar, in fact, loses the ball and Cantwell has the ball and knocks it inside to uh, Duda, who then knocks it back just down uh, uh, in a sort of backward motion to, towards Teddy and Teddy picks it up and uh, plays it to McLean and McLean knocks it forward back to Cantwell again and uh, Cantwell is, uh, is certainly very involved in the game at this, at this moment but uh, he looks up and he tries to cross it to Pookie and Pookie doesn't get anywhere near that I'm afraid it wasn't a great cross from Cantwell and uh, Cabaselli just heads it down to Messina and Messina's on the ball again and Watford come forward they come forward in numbers now they, the back four are moving up together as one unit and Kapu and Tom Deli Bashiru are up on the halfway line and Messina knocks the ball into Bashiru and Bashiru is um, looking very confident on the ball there and he, he plays it to Kapu and then makes a forward run and gets the ball back off Kapu and this is good from Watford they're now deep into the Norwich half between the halfway line and the uh, 
the penalty area of Norwich and uh, and uh, here comes the Kure now on the ball and he, he passes it back to Kapu and Kapu is in an advanced position for the first time really in the match and he knocks it sideways to Bashiru and they've got five up now six up if you count uh, Welbeck and Saar who are out wide and uh, finally the ball comes to Welbeck and Welbeck on the ball he's uh, coming back down and he's uh, attacking Aaron's again but he looks up and he recycles the ball to Kapu who immediately passes it out to Saar on the right hand side and Saar is coming down the, uh, the right wing there and he, he takes on Lewis and Lewis is uh, struggling to deal with Saar at the moment and uh, Saar cuts inside again and this is how uh, it led to the, the first goal with the cross uh, over to Welbeck and Welbeck found a core for the first goal but Saar this time looking to get to the byline and he does get to the byline he does get to the byline he crosses the ball in there's Deeney taps on his chest he scores oh Deeney scores he hits it straight off his chest it bounces down he hits it on the body and he went straight in like a thunderbolt past Krull and Watford have taken the lead and we are only five minutes into the second half and a fantastic piece of work there from Saar he, he cut inside Lewis didn't know which way he didn't know whether he was Arthur or Martha you might say and eventually Saar gets past Lewis to the byline crosses it in and Dini does some fantastic work there just in front of Hanley and Godfrey who neither of them seem to know what, which one of them should be picking him up but he trapped it down on his chest and before it bounced on the ground he hit it with his right foot and it shot into the top corner there and Krull had absolutely no chance and Watford have taken the lead in the sixth minute of the second half the 51st minute and uh, Dini is wheeling away in front of the family staff there and he's looking absolutely delighted Harry the Hornet is jumping up and down Decore's gone over there Saar has trotted over with a big grin on his face and there's a great deal of hugging and celebrating that is a fantastic goal and from a goal behind now what will find themselves in front after the 51st minute what a fantastic goal from Dini really really took charge of that moment trapped it on his chest and before hit the ground that's some technique he showed there he hit it on the volley he's in fantastic form Dini at the moment has been scoring goals but not for the last two games obviously and uh, up here again he uh, hasn't had a great deal to do in this game but when the chance came he took it and Watford have taken the lead and it is Watford 2 Norwich City 1 and uh, the Norwich players are looking absolutely shocked and aghast at each other. They can't believe that Dini found that space in the box, but uh, it was a clever little uh, cross ball from Saar there, and Saar really is very influential. A lot of assists for this young man, and, and goals as well, Sean. That was amazing. That was it a top out of top. I can't even speak, Colin. I'm, so, I'm just so amazed by that goal, and uh, uh, still celebrating down there in front of the family stand, and all those kids down there having a great time, <laughs> just celebrating with Dini and Harry the Hornets there as well. And uh, he's got his drum with him, he's banging it away. And uh, yeah, no, it was a great goal. I have to say, I, I must say, when the when the ball came across, he sort of dinked it. Uh, sometimes when you hang a ball like that, it, it's very hard to do anything with it. But as you say, Hanley and Godfrey either side, Dini just thought he'd bring it down, and then they get close to him but uh, he outfoxed him there let it hit his chest and before he hit the ground as you say with his right foot he, he slammed it home uh, on the volley and uh, very 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 good technique there from Dean he is absolutely deadly inside the box that's right and uh, slowly there Watford players are making their way back uh, to the halfway line and uh, it will be Norwich to kick off and uh, Norwich uh, shooting from right to left as we look at it here from the uh, Sir Elton John stand uh, Norwich shooting towards the rookery end and um, Watford shooting the in the other direction towards the Vicarage Road end and uh, Poogie has the ball he's uh, not looking too too happy there and we're now just eight minutes into the second half and uh, it's very difficult to know whether Norwich have got they've been in this position so many times get their noses in front find themselves behind can they do they have the spirit can Daniel Fart fire them up and get them going 
and see if they can get back into this game and equally can Watford hold it out in this uh, position. It is Watford 2, Norwich City 1, a goal from Deeney in the 51st minute, a fantastic volley off his chest and straight in before Krull had a, had a chance to set himself and uh, finally we're back there now and uh, Puki has the ball on the on the centre circle, on the centre spot there and he knocks the ball back to Duda. Duda, who hasn't really been that influential, I wonder if he's going to he's going to uh, stay on the pitch for much longer. Steeperman is a, a very good player, and he could certainly come on for Duda and see uh, uh, what he can do to help uh, his team unlock this uh, this Watford backline, which uh, has looked on occasion a bit vulnerable to uh, to attacks from Norwich City. But uh, Duda has the ball, and he uh, he doesn't seem to really know what to do with it. He doesn't seem to have much confidence. Just passes it to Cantwell. Everything seems to go through Cantwell for this Norwich side. And, Cantwell makes a, a forward run and uh, Firminia comes across and just takes the ball off him very, very simply. They are giving the ball away um, too numerously at the moment. Uh, too many times they seem to give the ball away in positions like that and uh, Watford will, will, will take that every single time. Firminia knocks it to Capu and Capu really is starting to take charge of this game after his uh, one-game absence due to suspension. He knocks it to Bashira. Bashira gets forward. He's uh, crossing the halfway line now coming back towards the Vicarage Road end again and uh, Ducouré is looking for the ball there and he's got McLean and Tetty on him but he receives the ball in tight areas Ducouré we know he can do that and Ducouré lays the ball off looking to find one of his uh, wingers but in fact uh, they're not available they're being well marked so he knocks it into Deeney Deeney's got his back to goal he's just outside the D now and Deeney full of confidence after his uh, scoring exploits and uh, he tries to turn there but uh, the ball is nicked off in there by Hanley the captain of Norwich City and uh, he plays it forward to Tetty and Tetty gets forward again and there the game is picking up pace now the tempo is definitely increasing and the ball goes out to Buendia and Buendia, Buendia goes on the run and he finds Puki who comes across into an inside right position and Puki turns and he's, he's running now at Cavaselli and Cavaselli comes out to meet him but he's he skipped past Cavaselli but Cathcart comes across and that's a good tackle from Cathcart a good tackle he timed that very well inside the box had to be careful ball goes out for a corner and uh, Puki has got his head in his hands there he thinks he, he probably should have got his shot off before Cathcart came across but that was good defending from Cathcart yeah of course it was and uh, you know those two together they are they are very very good centre-backs they have their off days obviously and uh, if they were really good I, I suspect their careers may have gone in uh, in different directions but Capacelli is a, is a very very fine footballer you know he is a good defender but on the ball he's also very good but he can make mistakes and uh, but he's been a lot more consistent but the problem for Watford is they have conceded a lot of goals and often they have conceded them from set pieces so here's a corner for Norwich uh, They'll, they'll be hoping um, maybe to, uh, to uh, you know, to, to take advantage of this situation and maybe get back on the score sheet. So here we are uh, in front of the rookery. Duda comes over to uh, to take the corner and he's right-footed and hits a, a very good ball. We're now uh, nearly, well, just over 12 minutes into this second half and uh, the score is Watford 2, uh, Norwich 1. Uh, Watford will be delighted uh, with that, obviously having been 1-0 down, looking to get these three points to take them to 34 points, which will put them just inside of the promised land. Possibly 38, 39 points will be enough this season to stay in the division. Here comes Duda's cross and, uh, uh, and Duda crosses the ball with his right foot. It's a good in-swinging uh, corner there and, uh, and Cantwell in the middle has got up there and knocked it down, but Godfrey's there. Godfrey takes a snapshot, but it's... Uh, yeah, it was always high and wide there and just from the edge of the area the ball came back to him and uh, you could see he was lining up to shoot but he was leaning back and the ball just flew uh, over the bar and into the rookery very harmlessly and, and really not with much power. So they wasted that opportunity a little bit there, Sean. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, bad, uh, it wasn't a bad delivery from Judah but uh, 
he went to the wrong hand, Campbell just nodded it back and uh, maybe something from the trainer, I don't know, but uh, Godfrey was just waiting there for the ball and uh, he just uh, yeah, got it all wrong, didn't he? He got, he got his positioning all wrong, he looked, looked at him on the Sunday scene or Sunday league park there. So Foster has um, has the ball and uh, and he's uh, got it back to his, his loving fans, they sing a song all the time, Super Benny Foster they sing and... Uh, He's put the ball down, he's going to hit it long, and he hits it long all the way up to, to Deeney, um, who uh, just uh, nods it on, and he's hoping to get it out wide, maybe to Werbeck or Saar, but they haven't overlapped him uh, on this occasion, and the ball just drops down uh, into the right-back position for Aarons to pick it up and bring it out. Aarons is uh, a very fine young player, and he, he uh, is nice and mobile there and got good feet, but he knocks it inside to Tetty, and Tetty to McLean, and they're looking to get forward now as a unit, they're up to Duda it goes, and Duda maybe can be a bit more influential now, Duda looking to get the ball forward. This time he goes to Buendia on the right and, um, and ignores Cantwell's pleas for the ball. And uh, Buenada there, uh, sorry, Buendia there, so he's on the ball now, level with the uh, Watford halfway line, and he's looking to see if he can get the, the ball across, and Messina's come out to him, and... Uh, Tom Deli Bashir has also come out to, to put him under pressure and uh, make him turn back and pass the ball back, which he does. He passes it back to Tetty, and Tetty passes it inside to McLean, and McLean goes out to Cantwell this time. And Cantwell gets his, his wish and receives the ball, and there's Firminia, his, uh, his shadow for most of this game. And Saar has also tracked back to put pressure on him, and Watford are, are really sitting quite deep now on their 18-yard line. Two banks, well, a bank of, uh, a bank of four and then a, a bank of five. Only Deeney really in an advanced position, and Saar is uh, looking to tackle Cantwell there, and it's getting a bit physical and, uh, and uh, he has to be careful not to give away a foul in this uh, in this position but Firminia comes out and nips the ball off Cantwell very very good play read that, that perfectly Cantwell slightly lost control of it there for a split second and Firminia was on it and now Saar is just ahead of Cantwell and uh, receives the ball from Firminia and now Saar on the ball and he's rushing uh, forward with the ball at his feet across the halfway line um, dancing down the right-hand side and down in front of us here in the Sir Elton John stand and uh, making his way towards that Vicarage Road end where the away fans are, are, are praying that uh, Watford won't get another goal and make it 3-1 and Saar here now has uh, slowed the game down and he's put his foot on it but he's uh, he's there and Lewis is uh, trapped over there to uh, put him under a bit of pressure there and uh, to stop him advancing and he's happy Saar to keep the ball in this position. We're now 15 minutes into the uh, into the second half, 60 minutes of the game has gone, and that is Watford 2, Norwich City 1. And uh, Lewis is uh, paying very close attention um, to Saar, and Saar can't really do much there, there's no opening, uh, he's not going to take him on. He recycles the ball back to Firminia, who's on the halfway line, and he knocks it forward to Kapu, and Kapu to Tom Deli Bashira. Now, what can Bashira do? He, he breaks forward with the ball, there's no one on him. Tetty really should come out and close him down, but he doesn't. He's behind Duda, and he's now got space in between those lines. Tetty realises now and tries to come out, but it's a little bit too late, and Bashira just knocks the ball around him uh, onto the left-hand side there, and uh, he, uh, he keeps on the ball there, and Bashira, this is good from Bashira, still Bashira on the ball, and uh, he's looking to see if he can get into that box and um, put this defence under some pressure. Welbeck is overlapping him now and screaming for the ball, but Bashira is continuing into the box, and he's jinking and turning, and he's got very good feet, this young man, and he, he looks to get it teared up onto his right foot, and he hits it, oh, and it's a good save from Krull. He goes down to his right, and he pushes it round for a Watford corner, but that was good play from Delhi Bashiru. Yeah, of course it was. Um, 
we haven't seen a lot of that uh, real attacking flair there got the ball he could see that the other players in his team were pulling players all left right and centre Godfrey Hanley Aarons Tetty McLean weren't sure who was supposed to pick up this young lad as he came forward and he just kept coming just kept coming good feet managed to get himself into the box and uh, finally after after a little uh, time on the ball Jinkin left uh, step overs right and left he managed to tear it up and get his shot off the crew uh, read it well there and he's pushed it out for, for a Watford corner so uh uh, the uh, Watford corner is going to be taken, as always, by Adam C. We're now uh, 17 minutes, uh, 52, uh, 62 minutes into this game, and it is Watford 2, Norwich 1. Watford will be hoping that they can extend their lead from this corner. There has been a lot of complaining about the uh, quality of the set ball delivery, but um, in recent times, Messina has put a few decent left-footed uh, balls into the box from corners and from free kicks and he's going to try to do that again and referee blows his whistle there and Messina there down in front of the family stand he's uh, teed the ball up Harry the Hornet in close attendance uh, looking and down on his knees praying having for a third goal he really is a funny mascot this uh, this Harry the Hornet yeah you know uh, he does bring a lot to it doesn't he he certainly entertains the kids and uh, he's got his drum with him and he's a right character yeah <laughs> there's no doubt about that and uh, now Messina takes the ball left-footed and uh, this means it will be an outswinger and uh, he knocks the ball uh, and it's a good delivery there and there's Kapu on it and he's headed it down and uh, there's some confusion in the box there Godfrey and Hanley have run into each other and the ball has broken for Deeney and Deeney looks to shoot and he shoots it oh my word it just scrapes the side of the post Watford really in the ascendancy here he probably should have scored from Matt Deeney but uh, he's kicking himself he can't believe he's holding his head in his hands there it just scraped the outside of the post and really uh, it could have been the goal was gaping there for Dini, wasn't it, Sean? It certainly was. And, uh, good work from Kapu there. Headed it down, but there was, a, there was a lot, as you say, a lot of confusion in that box. And Hanley and Tetty McLean were running into each other, trying to, trying to stop the ball. And it just broke kindly to Dini, but he just couldn't find the target. And they'll be absolutely furious. A finisher like him, he has bread and butter. And, but uh, no one's gone out for the goal. So we're now 19 minutes into this second half and it is Watford 1, just uh, Watford 2, just to remind you, Watford 2, Norwich City 1 is the scoreline. Goals in the first half from Pukki, taking the lead for Norwich and then Decora equalising after about 38 minutes and uh, and then very quickly in the second half, Deeney trapping the ball on his chest and hitting it on the volley, a very, very fine goal from Troy Deeney, the captain of Watford Football Club. Cruel now has the ball. He's uh, certainly a bit more urgent now that uh, they find themselves behind in this game. And Cruel puts the ball down and he knocks it out short to Aaron's. And Aaron's takes the ball forward. That's taken Watford by surprise there a little bit. He's knocked it forward Buendia and he's kept his run going. He's going to overlap and Messina is calling for help. And uh, and Tom Delibashira comes across to help Messina. But Aaron's is a handful now. He receives the ball back from Buendia and he's he's right there on Messina. He's he's, he's testing him out right, left, right, left. He's uh, he's got good feet this young lad, Aaron's, and uh, he manages to cut inside get it onto his onto his left foot and he uh, he crosses the ball right across the pitch to Cantwell who receives it and beautiful touch there from Cantwell first touch so so important and he takes it down on his left foot and he knocks it straight back in and there's Pookie and he shoots and oh he just didn't get that and he screwed away in fact it's gone out for a throw in there it looked like it was going to go out for a goal kick but that was good movement again back and forth back and forth Aaron's overlapping Wendy has to be careful of course because he got well back there and if it breaks down and they can get the ball over the top into that space where Aaron should be, that forces Godfrey to come out wide and that leaves space for people like Deeney and Decore. So you do have to be careful. You have to pick your time, don't you? You were right back, Sean, so you'd know all about that. Yeah, you do. You have to be very, very careful. You can't just commit yourself forward all the time. And I look at Trent Alexander-Arnold this season and it's absolutely incredible what he's doing. But he's got uh, some good men back there. 
in Gomez and, and Virgil van Dijk and Henderson who can come back and, and take up that spot but uh, there's no way I would have been as brave with that in my time uh, playing a right back I, I'd, have been, uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd have been roasted alive by uh, various managers if I'd got forward that much but that was a decent uh, overlap from Alan's it was right to do it he got the ball to Wendy and he went out and uh, yeah no, he, uh, he got back on the ball and uh, yeah, Pookie, uh, Pookie got that one a bit wrong, didn't he? Outside of his boot, and it's actually looked like he has gone out for a throw-in. So it's a Watford throw-in down in, in front of the Graham Taylor stand on the other side of the pitch, in front of the rookery there, and there's just a, two or three yards the ball uh, from the goal line, but it is a throw-in, and uh, Adam Messina there as left-back uh, is going to take this ball, and he throws it up to Deeney, who is sandwiched um, between uh, Buendia and Aarons, and uh, Godfrey's come over there to help out because you don't want Deeney getting on the ball, but Deeney does win it with his head, and uh, it's still sort of bouncing around. There's a bit of head tennis going on there at the moment, and finally Deeney does get the ball down, and he, he just knocks it long back to Cathcart who is in his own half who takes a nice touch there for a centre-back and um, of course all players need to be good on the ball these days the way that football is being played he knocks it out to uh, Kiko Femenia at right back and Femenia wants to get the ball forward he's a very ambitious young man they're looking to get that third goal I'm sure plays it into Kapu and Kapu as always very imperious on the ball and he just calms things down but McLean comes in oh he's coming quite hard there that's a sliding tackle and I think maybe there's a bit of frustration in that tackle and Kapu is up on his feet and he's hopping about and uh, he's not too pleased with McLean for, uh, for playing the ball, uh, for, for tackling him like that and trying to win the ball off him in that manner and uh, there was a stud showing there, he was uh, definitely off his feet uh, but uh, nothing too serious and uh, Moss just, uh, John Moss the referee just comes over him and takes his name, yellow card shown so McLean now in the book. I'm wondering, uh, Sean, what do you think about uh, possibly Norwich substitution? We're now uh, 22 minutes into the second half. We are halfway through the second half. We are at around 67 minutes uh, played in this match. Do you think um, there's an obvious uh, substitution? Yeah, I think I'd like to see Steepman come in and uh, it probably would be um, Duda that would make way. Kinotetia keeping it nice and tight in front of that back four and uh, Brendy and Cantwell are playing well and obviously Pookie is your main, your main man. So I, w I would have thought that uh, Stephen might come in there into that number 10 role and see if he can if he can make a bit of difference and try and get them back in this game. And uh, we can see the Norwich substitutes down there uh, just warming up um, alongside some of the Watford substitutes. I wonder what, what uh, is in Nigel Pearson's mind as, um, as we wait now uh, for this uh, throw-in to be taken and uh, it looks like Messina is uh, going to take it. It's a, it's a Watford throw-in and uh, and the ball is uh, is played in, uh, thrown into Cabasel, who uh, uh, very very calmly keeps the ball, knocks it to his friend Cathcart to his right there and he plays it forward to Kapu and Kapu to Tom Deli Bashiro and uh, Watford really controlling possession at the moment. Norwich uh, finding it hard, not knowing when to press or how to press and not really uh, doing very well with the ball at the moment, not getting enough of it and they'll be, um, they'll be frustrated by that. Uh, the free kick was taken very quickly after the, the booking and that, uh, that uh, resulted in a Watford throwing. So we were just discussing substitutions while that was going on. And now um, Tom Deli-Bashiro on the ball, but he's, uh, he's taking his time. There's no rush. And uh, Tetty this time comes out to put him under pressure and try and force him to make a mistake. But he just knocks it past Tetty into Welbeck, who's come short looking for the ball. 
And uh, Welbeck turns and he loves to get forward this player, doesn't he? And he knocks it inside him back to Capu and Capu immediately knocks it over the top of Wendia into the gap between Wendia and Aarons and there's Welbeck and he, he gets a nice touch on it. Teddy comes over, tries to tackle him but misses the tackle. He's on the floor now and that gives, has given Welbeck a bit of space in front of that back four. Dini has made his run into the right of Hanley, into the inside right position and, and Welbeck plays a lovely little through ball there and Dini's on the ball there in that inside right position. He's looking to... Uh, He's looking to shoot if he can and, and Welbeck has, has carried his run on past Godfrey and he, he's looking to, to get in behind that back four and Dini finds him and he, he shoots but it's, uh, it's wide. It's, uh, it's rather an awkward one that Dini um, manages to roll the ball around the back of Hanley and Godfrey and between Crawl but Welbeck's run and I think he's been flagged. Yes, he's been flagged offside there. Welbeck, he, um, he didn't time his, his run very well and actually the ball was a little bit behind him by the time it got to him and uh, it was all a bit of a mess in the end. But there was a, an opportunity there that Watford could have uh, taken advantage of. Yeah, Dini did well there. It was a nice through ball to him from Welbeck originally and he carried on his run, but it's very, very difficult. They held their nerve, the knowledge defenders, they held the line and eventually, as you say, Welbeck was caught offside and, uh, and that will be something for Cruel to deal with. Yes, we are now 25 minutes into this uh, second half 22 minutes to go and we're expecting to see a couple of substitutions I'm sure in the coming minutes but Watford have been in the ascendancy but we saw this in the first half Sean and sometimes you can get hit on the break and you think you're doing well and then suddenly the goal will come so we are now as I say uh, 60 uh, 72 minutes into this game now and um and uh, Crawl has got the ball there, just just in front of the six-yard line for the offside, and and uh, looks like Hanley picked up a little bit of a knock there, just being attended to by his uh, his teammate Godfrey, and maybe just a little bit of cramp creeping in. Although I don't think he's been doing a great deal of running, maybe he um, he uh, just fell awkwardly, or or maybe he turned strangely. But he, he seems fine, and now Crawl is going to take this ball, and uh, the whistle is blown, and he knocks the ball long, and and there's Pookie, and this time he's come into the space between Cathcart and Cabaselli, and Kapu and uh, Bashir, and he's got the ball in in quite a dangerous area. Buendia has come into that inside right position, receives the ball from Pookie, and uh, he knocks the ball out wide again to Campbell, who's just in front of Firminia, level with the Watford penalty area. And, uh, this has been a great duel all afternoon. Campbell taking on Firminia now, looking to cut inside, maybe get in between Cathcart and Firminia, or maybe go outside, and he tries to go outside, and he does go outside, but Firminia's tackle is very, very well timed, and that goes out for a Norwich throw-in. And uh, that is just down here in front of us, in front of the Sir Alton John stand, level with the penalty area and uh, with the rookery all uh, singing along and uh, keeping the atmosphere going and trying to support the side and make sure that they don't concede the equalising goal. And uh, here comes Lewis. Lewis has, has run up uh, quite a sprint there and he's taken the ball and uh, he's going to uh, throw it in. He throws it into Cantwell who's only about three or four yards away from him and he knocks it back to Lewis and Lewis then tries to take on Firminia himself but uh, cuts back inside and plays it to Cantwell and Cantwell passes it immediately into McLean. He passes it forward to Duda and Duda now seeing if he can just do something, unlock this defence in some way, but again, uh, there's Kapu, there's Tom Deli Bashiru, they push him back, they push him back, they don't foul him, very clever play there from Watford, if it's not one, it's the other, and he's now finding that he's having to backtrack back into the centre circle, dude, when he, uh, he plays it out wide, to the right, to Buendia, and uh, Buendia is looking to uh, to cross the ball, but Messina comes out and tackles him very, very nicely, very tidily there from Messina, and uh, the ball goes long back into the Norwich City half and Aaron's picks the ball up and uh, Watford have repelled another possible attack. We are now uh, 28 minutes into the second half, uh, 50, 73 minutes gone and uh, 
and the score uh, if you're just joining us it is Watford 2 Norwich City 1 a very exciting encounter this and both teams really um, looking to win this game and make a, a difference to their league position Norwich uh, currently behind and are, are certainly the more ambitious of the two but Watford look ready poised to spring if they get a chance to hit on the break and and here we are, uh, Krull knocks the ball out to Aarons and uh, Aarons there uh, looking to get forward again, right back. And uh, 15 minutes now to go in this, uh, in this uh, second half uh, here at Vicarage Road. It's uh, looking a bit grey at the moment and uh, a bit of rain maybe coming coming in but that won't affect the players, will it, Sean? No, it won't, it won't. And just watching Aarons there, he's, uh, he's a very mobile player, very, very good, very young man. But he's, uh, he's playing very well and uh, yeah, looking to see what he can do. He uh, gets the ball and he knocks it into Tati. Tati is uh, not the most creative of players, but he's, he's, he's having a decent game protecting that back four, although they do find themselves obviously 2-1 down. And uh, he plays it to McLean and uh, McLean knocks it out to Cantwell again. Everything seems to go through Cantwell. Pookie hasn't seen enough of the ball in this game, uh, in my opinion, but uh, uh, Cantwell just knocks it inside to Duda and Duda is fouled there. He's fouled by Kapoor about halfway between the D and the halfway line and the... Uh, and uh, John Moss comes running over. Duda is uh, showing an imaginary yellow card. I, I believe he used to be booked for doing that, but uh, John Moss just waves him away and uh, a foul is given. And now, actually, we are going to see the first substitution, and it is going to be Norwich, and uh, it is, in fact, the substitution that we both thought it would be. Stephenman is coming on for Duda to take up that position in that central attacking berth. Duda looks absolutely furious, but uh, he really hasn't done very much in this game. No one likes to get substituted, sure. No, yeah, of course, you don't want to get substituted, not in a game like this. You want to try and dig in and fight and do something for your team. But, uh, well, he's got no choice. Um, Dan Lafarge thinks to, that it's the right thing to do. And uh, he's, he's bringing uh, Duda off. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure where Stephen is. He's just going to go into exactly the same berth. Or he's going to try and maybe push a bit further up and uh, have Wendy and Campbell drop back into a normal four. But I, th I, don't think, I don't think he's going to do that. No, nor do I think that would be a waste of Campbell and uh, Wendy. And Stephen is a very, very fine player. And uh, now then, substitution taking place. Very quickly, I wanted to say something about Craig Dawson, who is on the bench for Watford today. Craig Dawson um, scored two goals here uh, for England, under-21, in the European qualifier against Azerbaijan back in the day. And uh, those were Dawson's. Um, he got a brace that night uh, in a 6-0 win against Azerbaijan. Not many people will know that Dawson scored in this ground. Um, uh, he's uh, come to Vicarage Road, come to Watford this season. And... Uh, has been in and out of the side, but I uh, just thought that was an interesting stat there to know that Craig Dawson had scored at this ground while playing for England. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, to let you know that. There's a couple of other things that we could talk about very quickly um, while this substitution is taking place. The, the Greyhounds, Sean, you must remember there were many, many grounds had Greyhounds, uh, Greyhound tracks and um, sort of doubled up as a football stadium and a Greyhound track. Yeah, no, there, there were quite a few. I think Chelsea back in the day had Greyhounds, didn't they? At Stamford Bridge and definitely here. Um, but uh, Greyhound racing is, is, is not as popular as it was, is it? And uh, also, you know, football um, football stadiums wanted to be dedicated to just the one sport. I know that, um, that was it Saracens played here for a while. Uh, wasn't very popular with the football fans. They always thought of this as their ground and nothing to do with, with uh, rugby union. But... Uh, yeah, no, it's interesting the, the way the culture's changed and uh, things like ground racing at, uh, at football grounds. It just doesn't happen anymore, does it really? No, it doesn't. And I think the last race here was back in um, in October 1978. I can't remember who won, which dog won, and uh, how much he might have won if he'd put a shilling or two or three shillings on it. Well, I guess we were already into new money by 1978. But uh, right, well, the substitution has taken place finally. I think there was a, a problem with Stephen's boots and... Uh, 
and John Ross has waited. That will add a couple of minutes probably to the end of the game, although um, Watford certainly hope it, <laughs> will be hoping that it won't. And Stephen's finally taking his, his place. And, uh, and here is the free kick for uh, Norwich. Duda was about to take it before he was substituted. And as I say, it's about halfway between the D and the halfway line. The score, if you're just joining us, it's Watford 2, Norwich City 1. Goals from Decore and Dini for Watford. And a, a very fine goal from Pukki in the early part of the first half for Norwich. But uh, Watford looking now really to hang on. There's a, another 13 minutes or so of the game to be played. And uh, no sign of a substitution yet. There's uh, Chalabar on the bench then. And possibly, um, maybe Dawson might come in and make about three just to uh, stiffen things up. But uh, managers don't like to mess about with systems, so particularly when you've just got a, your noses in front. So we'll see what happens. And now the free kick is taken, but it's taken short by Stephen, And he knocks it to Wendier, and Wendier's looking to get back onto the shoulder of Messina, where he spent most of this game. Messina was handling pretty well on the whole, but he's cut inside there, Wendier, and he's crossed the ball. But no, that's um, a speculative cross, and it's just gone over the head of Puki and over the head of everybody, really, and out for a goal kick and Foster trots across now now I want you to watch Foster here Sean because he is one of the best time-wasting goalkeepers in the league I, I don't mean to be rude but uh, just have a, have a look at uh, how long it takes him um, to take this goal kick yeah no um, some goalkeepers make it very obvious that's what they're doing and uh, referees lose patience very quickly but Foster is pretty good at it isn't he he's getting the bird there from the Norwich City fans they're whistling and shouting at the ref to get him to take it quicker but he's, he's just wandering back and one of the Norwich players has gone over to get the ball and has passed it to him and put it down on the goal line on the on the six yard line and Foster's gone and he's picked it up and he's moved it across to the other side of the six yard box and there now he's almost in front of those Norwich City fans and they're not happy no they're not and the referee is actually telling him to to take the uh, take the kick and and uh, here comes the, the kick now, but actually it's not one of his best and it's gone straight to McLean. McLean uh, plays the ball forward and he's looking to find Steeperman. Steeperman on the ball looking lively and Steeperman getting forward now and Kepu and uh, Tom Delibashiri having to backtrack. Cathcart, Cabaselli back in their own box now and uh, he finds uh, he finds Puki with his back to goal and carries on his run and he's up there alongside Puki now between Cathcart and Cabaselli and uh, Cathcart goes in to tackle Puki but Puki's too quick for him, goes around the outside of him and he crosses it back in and no, oh there's Steeperman, he scores! He hits it with his right foot, he's got him between Cathcart and Cabaselli and Steekman has only been on the pitch for a couple of minutes has actually scored and he's equalised for Norwich City the Norwich City fans are going absolutely crazy Steekman is running over to the bench he's, uh, he's hugging his manager <laughs> perhaps whispering in his ear that he should have brought him on earlier but uh, that's what Steekman can do he he got up there to support Puki and that's what they've been missing and Puki received the ball he managed to just get round the outside of Cathcart and cut it back and uh, Steepman's run just in between Cathcart and Cabaselli and uh, he's, he's managed to side foot it in to the goal past Foster they are looking to check VAR is that right Sean? yeah it's come up on the uh, it's come up on the screen already uh, they're going to be checking for um, they're going to be checking for offside there I think on either Puki or Steepman I don't think Puki could have been offside he had the ball but maybe Steepman was just oh, could have been an inch offside there but they're having a look at it and uh, we're getting the uh, the opportunity to look at this monitor what do you think Colin well it's a, it's a tight one but it's not really whether or not he was behind Cabaselli and Cathcart it's whether he was actually behind Puki and it looks to me um, like he was and uh, I think this goal will stand don't you it does look that way and uh, if it does there's going to be a second enormous celebration the players are just waiting on the pitch there Pookie's looking up at the screen and he's looking at the referee and uh, actually it has been one of the good things about VAR I'm not a great fan of it myself but uh, it has led to a little bit more respect for referees because they know they can't do anything it's gone to Stokely Park and uh, they're just talking to John Moss and 
John Moss blows the whistle and the goal is given. The goal is given, so it is now Watford 2, Norwich City 2. A goal from Stephenman a couple of minutes after he came on. A lovely bit of work there from Pukki. He got on the ball, finally facing his goal, and he managed to get past Cathcart. And Cathcart didn't cover himself in glory there, and he cut the ball back, and Stephenman was there, carried on his run, got forward, and no other Norwich player has really done that centrally during this game. It just shows you what happens when sometimes your substitution works and makes you look like a, an absolute genius. And... Uh, Stiegelman stuck it away like the uh, the good professional that he is and that means that it is Watford 2, Norwich City 2 and uh, Watford heads, uh, well they're looking a bit perplexed, they seem to have control of the game there but uh, now the equaliser has, uh, has come and uh, neither side will really want a point, they'll both probably push for a winner maybe, um, I would think Norwich may take a, be happier with a point than Watford would but uh, we'll have to see what happens, Deeney takes, uh, takes restarts the game and uh, knocks it back to the Decore. Decore passes it out to Saar. Just uh, we're 36 minutes into this second half. Just another nine minutes to go. 81 minutes now gone on the clock, and Saar knocks it back to Dini. And Dini is uh, looking absolutely furious, like him. His life depends on winning this game, which maybe, uh, well, not his life, but certainly his future could depend. His footballing future, anyway, could depend very much on the result of this game. And he uh, knocks it back to Tom Bashiru who breaks forward. He passes it to Werbeck and receives it back straight away. Uh, slightly bamboozling Buendia there. And Teddy comes out to Tom Bashiru But Tom Bashiru has really got the, the makings of uh, these two. They're not quite sure how to how to deal with him. Which side is he going to go? Left or right? He goes right. He goes outside Teddy. And there's Aaron's picking him up. But Welbeck has, has run a screening uh, a run in front of Aaron's. And that means Tom Bashiru has still got the ball. And now he's up against Aaron's. And he's taking it out wide. And he's right there on the touchline he's trying to flip it over and he actually just chips it behind Aaron's and runs onto it but it looks like he's going to run out for a goal kick but oh no he doesn't he keeps it in he keeps it in and now here comes Tom Bashiru. he's into the box and uh, Godfrey's come back and he's trying to track him and he's, he's done well there Godfrey's done well he's got a boot in there and he stopped Tom Bashiru from crossing the ball and it has in fact gone out for a Watford corner which will uh, bring a bit of uh, relief to that Norwich uh, back line and have a, a moment to reorganise themselves. Good little play there from Tom Delibashir. Absolutely right. Uh, you know, he, again, he just does that thing. He just keeps coming and uh, you expect him to lay the ball off. And a good run there from Welbeck. He run right across the front of him. And uh, that's Opie Bamboo and Teddy and Godfrey. And uh, meant that Tom Delibashir would get uh, a and he had a lovely bit of skill there. Just, just chipped it over his foot and he ran in and, uh, and uh, managed to keep it in. And uh, but Godfrey tracked back and uh, it was a good bit of work. So... Here comes Messina and, uh, to take the ball and he's there on the corner there in front of the family stand uh, and with his back to the Grand Taylor stand and they're cheering him on and hoping he can deliver another good left-footed outswinging uh, corner this time and uh, see if one of the uh, Watford players can get their head on it. They're all coming up this time. Cathcart, Cabaselli, Capu, only Tom Delibashiru and uh, and Firmenia are staying back. Messina's taking it. Decore, Welbeck, Sardini, all up there in the box causing havoc. McLean and Tetti are having to uh, organise things and Hanley is pointing and they don't want uh, Watford to get a free header in this situation. The whistle goes and here comes Messina and he, he kicks it. It's an outswinger with his left foot and uh, and actually it just goes over everybody but eventually comes to Firmenia which is a uh, who's just read that rather well and he's run forward into the Norwich half and he's picked the ball up there in acres of space everyone 
Uh, Norris Venston seem sure whether they should, should come out or, or go back, but uh, they're staying where they are for the moment, and Firmenia tees up a sh uh, cross with his right foot, and then he crosses it over, and, uh, and there's Deeney, and he heads it across to Saar, and Saar just chips it on the volley all the way across to Welbeck, who traps it on his chest. This is good football from Watford. They definitely look like they, they want to get this winner, and he knocks it across to Decore. It worked once uh, in the first half, and Decore uh, aimed, uh, shapes the shoot, but doesn't, and just plays it back to Kapu, and Kapu's out wide, and he's passing it out to Saar, and now Watford are all over them in this final third. Saar with Lewis paying close attention, but he... Um Recycles the ball. Firminia comes up and Saar gets the ball back from Firminia and Firminia continues his run and he knocks it between Lewis and Hanley and there is Firminia. He's quick, pacey young man and he's crossed the ball into there and Dini's got his head on it but it's gone over the bar and a uh, little bit behind him there and uh, was uh, probably a little bit too high but Dini did well and he's uh, certainly got the bit between his teeth, Troy Dini. Oh yeah, well, I mean they won't want to, have, to lose this game. Um, uh, well, to draw it, uh, I should say, but it will feel like a loss. They were 2-1 up with only 10-15 minutes to go, and they have done this. This has been their Achilles heel, if you like, all season. And uh, But uh, Dini did uh, did pretty well there, and for many of his, is a danger when he gets forward like that. He, he, he can play well there in that right-back position, and he's helped Sarn out quite a bit. And uh, so Krull is just putting the ball down. He's not in quite such a rush. Um, I think they of the two sides probably Norwich are a bit happier now 40 minutes in five minutes of normal time remaining and it is Watford 2 Norwich City 2 in a thrilling encounter here at Vicarage Road um, the rain is starting to fall a bit more steadily now and uh, not sure whether that will help either side particularly certainly be an unpleasant um, playing in the in, in this cold rain uh, we're certainly starting to feel a little bit chilly up here at the top of the uh, Sir Elton John stand but uh, an excellent five minutes to go and then some some added time I'm sure as well and Watford will be uh, trying to trying to keep uh, their heads in this and concentrate and not concede a, a, a goal as they did against Everton when they were two all. But they'll be looking to get that. They'll be looking to get that that winner. And uh, and there seems to be a substitution taking place now. Yes, the uh, the board has gone up and it is it is in fact uh, Danny Welbeck is is uh, is coming off, which uh, is surprise uh, a bit of a surprise to me. And it is Andre Gray coming on. Um, not received uh, with a great deal of enthusiasm by the Watford faithful there in the rookery and that means that Gray is going to go and play alongside Adini. Tom Delibashir is going to come out uh, to this left side of a, of a four-man midfield and Decore will, will just drop back in with Kapu and Saar will make up that four so it's more of a 4-4-2 but it is a two up front now with Dini and Gray. Perhaps Nigel Pearson has seen the effect that uh, uh, that Stadman had when he came on and got a little bit further forward. So Gray is just bouncing up and down. And uh, yeah, Welbeck is uh, he's walking back to the halfway line. He's supposed to go off uh, at the nearest point, but actually it's, there's not much in it. And uh, the Norwich players are, are, are pushing him, trying to get him off. But he's um, he's not taking uh, he's taking a little bit of time. Maybe he should be running off. Uh, he's, um, but he's obviously very upset to be, uh, to be substituted, but he's had a good game. And, and here comes Gray at the sprint. And he, uh, he on his day, he can be very, very quick. And uh, Dini's uh, telling him what what he wants him to do and Gray is, uh, is relaying some messages there uh, from Nigel Pearson it's a it's a throw-in in the middle of all that and uh, and it is in fact a Norwich throw-in and uh, Campwell has the ball in his hands and he takes the throw-in to McLean and, and uh, he passes it to Tetty and now Tetty plays it forward to Duda and uh, Duda gets it forward to Puki but they're not in a very advanced position still um, just inside the uh, the Watford half and uh, Kapu comes over there with uh, his new um, uh, teammate uh, Decore next to him uh, in the old partnership uh, of Kapu and Decore and Decore uh, nicks the ball off Puki there a bit unconvincing uh, the play from Puki and uh, 
uh, Stigman uh, is uh, trying to put some pressure on on Decore, but uh, Decore knocks the ball out wide to the left to Tom Delibashira. Just a couple of minutes left uh, of normal time, and Tom Delibashira now in a left hand berth is bringing the ball forward. and uh, Gray comes short and receives the ball, and that's his first touch on the ball. He plays it straight to Dini, and Dini is holding the ball up nicely there. Saar uh, just gets into an advanced position to receive the ball from Dini, gives Dini a bit of breathing space. He moves forward about five yards, and Saar knocks the ball back to Dini, and he's looking for the run of Gray, but uh, uh, Gray's uh, struggling to stay on side at the moment and uh, eventually Dini chips the ball over hoping that Gray uh, can get on it but it, um, it's, a bit, uh, it's a bit too firm and uh, Krull comes out and picks it up. One minute of normal time remaining and it is Watford 2, Norwich City 2 and it looks very much as if this game may peter out into a two-all draw. Neither team will want to uh, concede a winner at this stage but uh, obviously both teams would love to score a winner but it's, um, it's seeming uh, both teams are starting to struggle a little bit with tiredness, Sean. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a game played at electric pace and... Um, and there's been some very good play on both sides. I have to say, I still think Campbell has been the, the player to watch um, uh, for me of the two teams. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's difficult to know what's going to happen. It's unlikely, you know, if you, to get a winner in this situation, you've really got to commit a lot of players forward, and uh, I'm not sure that either team really wants to do that. And so there's Crew uh, on the ball, and he, he plays the ball out uh, to Hanley, and uh, we've just got uh, one minute. Just just about a minute to go now, and Hanley has the ball, and he plays it to Tetty, and Tetty um, just passes it across to McLean, who plays it forward to Steepenman, but there's Kapu and Decore on Steepenman, and uh, definitely not allowing him any more chances to get forward and support Puki, but he does manage to squeeze the ball through to Puki, but Puki's on his own there with Cathcart and Cabaselli, and uh, he's not going to get much support from either Campwell or Wendy. Steepenman is trying to get forward, but Kapu is uh, tracking his run, and... Uh, it's, uh, it's not looking as if they're going to get much traction and they just uh, return the ball uh, back to McLean who knocks it back to Hanley and uh, eventually it goes all the way back to Krull and that is normal time and there are in fact three minutes of added time. Uh, there hasn't been really any time wasting despite my uh, complaints uh, about Ben Foster. He uh, hasn't had many goal kicks to, to take his time over. So here's Krull on the ball and he's just got his right foot. He's waiting for Watford to come out really to put them under a bit of pressure but... Um, Watford are staying very disciplined now in their new 4-4-2 system with Kapoor and Decore in the middle with Tom Delibashiro out there wide on the left and Saar on the right with Beanie and Gray up front and uh, and uh, and Kapoor uh, knocks it uh, forward and gets the ball back and knocks it forward again to McLean and then McLean knocks it forward to Stephen but he's still inside the Norwich half and finally Watford do come out and try to add a, a bit of pressure there Kapoor and uh, Decore move forward together and um, just trying to win the ball just a, a couple of minutes left and uh, it's looking as if Watford really need to get on the ball now if they're going to try and force that equaliser. And uh, there's Kapoor, and he has actually nicked it off uh, Stephen Zay. He'll be unhappy with that, Stephen, but there's still plenty of players behind him, playing on Tetty, Hanley, Godfrey. But um, knocks the ball out wide to Saar, who uh, picks the ball up, and uh, he's managed to get in behind Cantwell there, so he is now onto the shoulder of Lewis. He's uh, looking to maybe get to the byline and get across him. Gray and Deeney just loitering there on the D, waiting for an opportunity to get into the box, and uh, Saar um, just uh, turns around and plays it back to Decore, who is still in quite a deep position, but still inside the Norwich half, who plays it out to Tom Delibashiru on the left wing, and here comes Tom Delibashiru again, and uh, there's just under a minute to go now, and Tom Delibashiru uh, is, is getting forward onto the onto the shoulder of Aaron's. He cuts back inside onto his right foot, and he plays the ball in he's looking to cross the ball in at the moment he can't quite find a moment to do it Godfrey's come over and uh, 
He's teed it up onto his right foot. Deeney and Gray there in the middle, and he's crossed the ball into Deeney, and Deeney's nodded down, and Gray scored! Watford have scored! It's 3 2 to Watford, Gray there. Perfect finish. Oh, my word, what a goal that is. It's more of a toe poke, but it's all about the cross from Tom Deli Bashiru and uh, Deeney's uh, cushioned header, and there was Gray with his left foot, and he just stuck it out, and uh, the ball went inside the. Uh, the uh, inside the, the, the I can barely find my words inside the post there and Krul got across but he couldn't get across in time and, and that is an extraordinary goal and Deeney really really did well there because both Hanley and Godfrey were trying to stop him getting his head on that but uh, he just came a little bit short it was very very clever play from Deeney the ball from uh, Bashiri he had to he had to wait he had to he had to wait for his moment he did very well cut it back onto his right foot and he put a perfect cross in he just hung it up for, for Deeney and he just took a couple of steps back towards the penalty spot there, Deeney, and he's headed it down, and it's bounced up uh, uh, between Hanley and Godfrey, and there was Gray. He's so quick over two or three yards, and uh, he just got his right foot, his left foot, excuse me, on it, and it went in, in front of uh, the family stand, and uh, the whole ground has got absolutely crazy here. I think we've probably had uh, all our time, but uh, maybe just a, a, just a, maybe just under a minute still to go, and uh, obviously. Um, uh, the referee will restart the game. The players are going absolutely crazy. There are Norwich players all over the pitch, just lying down. McLean and Tetty lying there. And Hanley is just standing there with his hands on his hips. Godfrey's got his head in his hands. Aarons and Lewis can't believe what's going on. Daniel Fark is throwing water bottles around in the uh, in the dugout. You can't blame him. The frustration they've worked so hard to get back into this game at 2-2. And... Watford look like they've come in right at the death there with a header from Deeney and a, and a little toe poke from Gray and uh, poor Crawley he did read it got across but he just couldn't stop it from going in and really the star of that goal Sean was Tom Deli Bershiru he was uh, he did really really well what a great goal that was what a fantastic goal for Watford that was and uh, oh he's got to be happy with that Tom Deli Bershiru he's got his chance in there to play to, to, play, to get his uh, his debut here at home uh, in the Premier League and he's, he's, well, he's won them the game really I mean I know Deeney did very well but it's all about the, the trickery there the way he cut back tried to get to the byline cut back waited patience only a minute on the clock to go and he knew that but he didn't rush him to him and then finally got onto his right foot and yeah it was a very very good cross but Deeney did well as you say to come short get off the shoulder of the two centre-backs got his head on it headed it down between the two of them and there was great quick as lightning and uh, stuck it, stuck it in, and uh, Wofford will be absolutely delighted. I can't, I can't, I'm really reeling. I just thought this game was going to finish 2-2, and uh, both teams would just be happy with the point. But Wofford snuck in there right at the last minute, and uh, well, it reminds me of the old Liverpool teams I used to play. And you know, they never, never finished until the final whistle is gone. And under Fergie, Man United also did that, um, and never, never, never give up right until the last moment. And uh, Wofford have got a little bit of that about them. And uh, but there was good trickery there from Tom Deli Bashiru. Great to see a young man doing so well. Yes, it is. And actually, the game is about to restart now with Pookie on the ball, but he looks very a dejected figure there. Got them in front very early in the game, but uh, Watford came back to take a 2-1 lead. And then and then they managed, uh, after working so, so very hard, Steepman's got uh, the equaliser with about six or seven minutes to go, and they really should have held on to the tool, drawn, taken a point back to Carrow Road. But... What a goal, what a goal, and Deeney really is the kingpin of this Watford side. Fantastically guided header down, and Gray read it perfectly, and uh, yes, uh, that was a fantastic goal, and the Watford fans are going absolutely crazy. Everything is forgiven. Gray is, uh, looks like he may have won them the three points, and uh, here comes Pookie now, and he's going to take the ball and knocks it back to Tetty, and yes, that is the final whistle. John Moss puts the whistle to his lips, and uh, 
that is the end of the game uh, Deeney's going over to shake his hand and it has finished here at Vicarage Road Watford 3 Norwich 2 what an absolute thriller Sean yeah of course it was and uh, these six point games you know they, they're so desperate at the end of the season you know both teams desperate to get the three points but both teams played very well you know these are two teams that are struggling against relegation but this could easily have been a game played in the top half of the division That's that's been the strange thing about this division this year those teams at the bottom, Villa, Bournemouth, Brighton, Watford, they're, you know, they're good, they're, good, they're good teams and they play good football and we've seen that today and uh, it was an absolute thriller here at Vicarage Road and to, to be honest with you, I'm delighted for Watford, I think they really deserve it and uh, they played very, very well and, um, and Dini has come up trumps again, didn't get the second one uh, but uh, didn't get his second goal but he managed to lay it on a plate for Gray and Gray did very well to get his boot on it and get that winning goal and they're uh, shaking hands and the, the whole stadium cheering and applauding standing up and Deeney's doing his usual rap of honour and uh, there's Decore coming down to the rookery and applauding along with Capoue and they've got their arms around each other and absolutely delighted and they've won the World Cup yeah it's a very big result um, let's be clear about that it's a very very big result this for uh, Watford Football Club they now move on to 34 points we'll have to see what the uh, other results are before we can uh, see what that does but it certainly won't be uh, losing a spot um, a 3-2 win, an excellent result, bouncing back from two defeats on the trot. And uh, Well, Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. I'm breathless at the end of this game. Poor Norwich, I do feel for them. Yeah, you've got to feel for them, but away from home, you know, you've got to be uh, tougher than that. You can't be conceding goals that late on. Hanley and Godfrey played well all game playing and Teddy there you know should have protected and got back and made a three maybe one of them but they they didn't and Dini just just stepped out and uh, you know he, he, the ball came straight to him and it was a beautiful little ball from uh, Bashiru and uh, headed down between Hanley and Godfrey just uh, caught them napping basically and Gray got in there and and that's what can happen when you've got quality like Dini in your team and, uh, and he's got that ambition and determination he was furious with that Norwich equaliser but all in all I think Watford deserve the points today and uh, I'm sure Daniel Fark will say that uh, he, uh, he, he'll he be disappointed not to have come away with, with nothing, but uh, I'm sure Nigel Pearson will be absolutely delighted. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure he will. It uh, certainly um, gives him a bit of breathing space uh, above that bottom three. But uh, as I say, we'll have to see what the results from the other games are. And, uh, and there's Deeney finally coming round in front of the rookery and applauding them. And they stand in unison. No one seems to have left yet. They're singing uh, any number of Deeney songs. Um, there's probably three or four now. And, uh, but I agree with you. I think uh, Watford probably did deserve just to uh, edge it there. Uh, at the end uh, but it was a fantastic goal but they committed men forward as you, as, as you said and, uh, and that's what made the difference and uh, it caused a bit of panic there in the Norwich ranks and we've seen that before from them so that is the final moments here at Vicarage Road uh, the rain is still coming down um, not too heavily but uh, certainly we're all going to get a little bit wet uh, walking back to our cars uh, the final score here Watford FC 3 Norwich City Two Norwich go back to Carrow Road with nothing and Watford are going to be facing Newcastle United here in a week and hopefully I'll be here to cover that game for you. I'm going to throw us back to the studio now. Sean, thank you so much. A brilliant performance from you as well and uh, very much uh, uh, like all your performances on the football pitch. Very professional, very insightful and thank you very much for joining us today and I hope to have you back very soon. That's very kind of you. Thank you very much, Colin. I've really enjoyed being on this uh, FTRE FM radio broadcast and uh, what a great game to make me debut. <laughs> 3-2. 
Yes, it was a very exciting match, but as I say, back to the studio. Gentlemen, uh, we've had a, a brilliant afternoon here, and uh, I'm just going to throw it back to you and uh, try and get my breath back. Thank you very much. Thank you.